When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is your Commander-in-Chief. I am issuing a warning. The following podcast contains adult content and intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter, here with... The beautiful Supernova from Moldova. What's up, everybody? Marina Shafir, who just got back from WrestleMania. We're going to talk about that. Oh, yeah. As well as the Greg Wilson, one of the funniest comics in the game. I will vouch for him. The guy <laughs> is hilarious. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Ambra Leroy, who, which is a combat sport. They started making their Leroy's Gows in 1937 in Mexico City. Yep, and because of the way Leroy conforms and secures to every angle of the fist, you will not find a more comfortable or reliable wrap for fighters. After nearly 80 years in the fight business, 80 years, that's like Dan Henderson, you know, that's how old he is. <laughs> Ambra Leroy launched a new line of hand wraps, gauze, and tape. Their Skin Reaper tape uses the most aggressive adhesive available and holds like steel round after round. Yes, it does. I, I don't know. I'm sure Marina will know that since she's going to be using it. Uh, I'm very excited to use them. The, uh, cause the, On Adam. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. The uh, Kazador gauze is made with 100% American cotton that absorbs sweat without fraying or stretching out. Their pro-white tape is ideal for grapplers or gyms on a tight budget. That's, that's me. Uh, <laughs> their 200-inch long Primero hand wraps leave extra length for making knuckle pads or reinforcing the fist. Plus, if you get injured, they have a full line of compression wraps for treating injuries and sprains. Everything is made with pride in Mexico. That's you, Greg. That's right. <laughs> Orale! And the, and, and the U.S. And not only will you get the highest quality, but also factory direct pricing. Check them out at www ombraleroy.com that's A-M-B-R-A-L-E-R-O-Y.com. Give them a call or shop online with the product section on their website and let them know you heard about them on MMA Roasted and they'll include a little extra with your order. Nice. So, well done. Ch- check them out. Nice hand mm-hmm. gesturing too. Oh, thank you. Thank You're you really very much. It. I know I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. I've had You're a, good. I just got back from Kansas. How was it? Uh, it was awesome. I, you, you know, like as a comic, I'm sure Greg knows, you do like the Midwest and the crowds come out. It's yeah. not like I mean they come out and they just they and they laugh. love and they love it and have a great time. They love it. It was a little tough because the feature right was this kid. He's, it was a really good comic. He was from Kansas City and this was his homecoming. Uh, okay. So he brought about like seventy people a what? show and they all thought it was like a competition. I think. Right. Um, right. It was one of those things where they're like laughing super hard for him oh. and then for you they're like, hey, that's not him. Shut up, dude. Shut yeah, up. sort of. <laughs> but that's what I, they do. They do that. Like like if they laugh for you, it's somehow denigrating their friend's performance. So I, I had to, but so they put me in a hole, but then I got them. And then once, but then once they, one, <laughs> but, but once they don't like you and then they decide they like you, they love you. Yeah. It's yeah. sort of like anything else. It's like you go from loved to uh, hated to loved. Yeah. And then it was great, but it was funny because uh, like the kid's mother was there 
and his mom was like telling the mom I guess hadn't seen him do comedy in 10 years so she was telling the host like be funnier <laughs> and, she said, and, she, and she was telling him to dress better I love he has uh, a stage mom oh, he had, he, yeah he had a stage mom I was dying laughing uh, but the shows the shows were great like were, a momager with yeah, she was like. No, was she like his manager as well? No, not at all. She was just uh, the annoying mom yeah. uh, who who was really sweet, but was like giving him a standing ovation every time he got off stage, oh. and then she was trying to corral everyone else into standing. Oh, that's so bad. She gave me the standing ovation too, but it was still like annoying. And then every time he told a joke, she'd be like, she'd start the applause break and, and go woo. It was like I was like, all right, it, it, it's not good when your family over approves. Yes. You know? it feels weird. Like yeah. they're trying to. My brother Christopher, I used to have to tell him, listen, man, don't. Like try too hard in the audience. That's like, how. Yeah, that's you know, how. you'd be like ha ha ha. You know. I always have that one relative that's always like huh. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's too much. It's like you're not helping. You're not helping. No, you're actually making it worse. And yeah. then, she, and then, like, it, she was cool, and the, the crowds were great, and the, and the crowds were fun. Uh, there was one show that in particular that I wish I had recorded. It's always like. Yeah. So it was, but the girl, I was like, anybody have tattoos? And the girl's like, I have a lizard on my vagina. That's what she tells me, wow. right? Well, I'm, I'm like, oh, is that because uh, when I have sex with you, you're gonna need, I'm going to need an insurance? So, of course, that was <laughs> – and then I'm like, you know, I'm sure it's a lizard now, but when you get older, it'll be a, a dinosaur. <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny how you put vaginas and insurance together and made a joke out of, of it. Of course. Well, it's the Geico, the lizard. Yeah, Come on. That's, you you got to do that. That's clever. How do you know it was a little tiny lizard? Maybe it was a huge lizard. She showed me afterwards, actually. Oh, uh, really? Well, no, no but it wasn't. It was next to the vagina. I, I didn't actually have sex. No, she actually showed me an problem. Like, yo, she's like, "Want to see it?" I'm like, "Sure." And then, like, like was me. it in the area? No, no, it was. It was, like... it was next. It was like three inches to the left of okay. her vagina. It was still a little close in a right? showable it's, area. Wait, but basically. that's like a lot of a inches. kind of Maybe showable. Was it on her leg already? No, no, it was. It was in it the. Was it was in the, the vag section. Oh, okay, and, and you know. And I, I was asking, did, have, did, did, it, did it have shave bumps? No, I, I didn't see any shave bumps. For, but I, as like as scales, it's like those scales are so real. Those are genuine shave bumps. Well, I, I asked her. I was like, if I bang you really hard, will it change colors? <laughs> I was uh, lots of lizard jokes that I didn't even know that I had. And, and then I was like going on and on and on. Yeah, and then yeah, I was yeah. like, fuck, why is this recorded? I would have been a YouTube sensation by now. Uh, so anyway, you got to tape every show. That's why. That's I know. No. You got to shoot every single it's, show. It's like I know. it's like when they didn't give you the credit for the video. I never get. I get. I, meanwhile, I'm actually I, I'm being hired. Uh, I don't know if I can talk about it, but I'm hired to to write a cool cartoon and I make cartoon. So uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is cool. A big, a, a big, a big promo. So that's like, and it hasn't nothing. Uh, I got some cool shit going on. Anyway, but enough about me. Uh, I was getting. Text. I was getting tweets of you at WrestleMania yeah. with Ronda Rousey and the Four Horse and the Four Horse Women. Yes. What was that like? Woo. Were people Hell just going yeah. nuts when they saw you guys? Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was uh, when you walk into a stadium with almost eighty thousand people, mostly Holy dudes, fucking nerd shit. dudes. It was everyone. Honestly, like it was. It, it was families. It was the college students. It, it was like. It was like a family vacation, spring break, Christmas, Hanukkah, all that shit in one stadium. It was the craziest thing I've ever experienced in my life, in no. my fucking life. <laughs> Roman Reigns' sweat 
landed on my forehead. Didn't John Cena How diss you? How many people can say that? Did John Cena diss you? I heard Cena dissed you somehow. Someone he said, dissed me? Said somebody's tweeted me. Did that happen? That maybe you went to I, shake his hand and he was like, I'm cool or something? I don't know. People were tweeting me left and right. John Cena just dissed Marina. That was a no, joke? No, I don't know. I, I don't remember. Is that a joke? I don't remember. Maybe he did. I don't care. I, if it happened, awesome. Were you, were you drunk? <laughs> Uh, no, I actually wasn't, I wasn't, we weren't drinking, we weren't drinking, we were just so, we just wanted to, like, really experience it. Now, Rhonda, hip toss, Triple H. Okay, so, yes. <laughs> nice. So, we get there, and by the way, the, the, there were people behind us that were sitting that, like, knew who we were the whole time. Yeah. So, when Rhonda, I knew, like, when Rhonda jumped the fence, like, I knew that, you know, like, it was happening, and, um... But as soon as she jumped over the fence, I fucking lost my shit. Really? I thought it was going to be cool, calm, collected, and like, yeah, you know, Ronda, Ronda. No, no, no. I fucking marked out so, with but the motherfucker. How, but how long? How long? In, in, I, lo- I marked out over my best friend. But how long mar- in advance did she know? Like, like a week? But they were like, hey, Ronda. I don't know. For WrestleMania? Like, like she, so she knew. Was it, did she have to go to like rehearsal? And, and they, all, they, all do, they all have to go to rehearsal. So you were there early for rehearsal with her? Or you, you well, just showed we were up. just there. Or you just there. Yeah, we were just there. So you had no idea she was going to do that. No. Right. Come on. But she knew. She knew. Yeah. yeah. You knew. She, knew. she, she knew. told you. She knew. You knew. She knew. Okay. So, so Rhonda knew. Um. So anyway, so we're <laughs> she jumps over the fence and fucking Stephanie McMahon like gave a shout out to the four of us. Nice. Like in her little in her little speech, like she pointed at us in the audience and like. Which is like you and your little four horsemen friends, and I was, it's fucking insane. Seventy five thousand people are fucking chanting, "Rhonda's gonna kill you." No, way. are you fucking serious? Like, ah, uh, I can't, I can't explain. I can't explain how cool I felt. Really? Like, yeah. yeah. Right. I felt that is so cool. fucking cool. Yeah, that's gonna and, be pretty awesome. Yeah, and then she she did her whole skit with Triple H and The Rock and. Um, did you hook up with Buff Bagwell afterwards or any of the wrestlers? No, no. The, no really? No. Did you party afterwards with the wrestlers? Yes. Yeah. Who'd you yeah. party we with? We went to the after party for WrestleMania. Uh, everyone. Uh, everyone. Who was there? I broke it down with uh, Rikishi. Like, it was really? fucking awesome. Yeah. You broke it down. What like, does that he, mean? he started spitting something on the mic because, like, we were getting kicked out and, like, everybody was dancing and it was fucking hysterical. What do you mean? You, I, don't, I don't understand. We broke you, it down. What does that mean? Broke it down. You dance with people. Oh, you, so you and yeah. you were grinding with Rikishi? Not grinding with Rikishi. It was <laughs> dancing next to him. Don't make this into a thing. I'm gonna see a meme in like <laughs> like three no, days. No, what does that mean? That means like he was he was all on well, your he, shit. Well, he was he was actually like were you twerking? Were you twerking? With no, Rikishi? I don't twerk. Oh no. Oh. Um, what else happened? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, f- there it was just okay. So we were leaving the stadium, right? Yeah. And when you go through the back, there's um, like balconies, like uh, like underneath the or over the tunnel. And me, Shane, and Jessamine, because Rhonda had already left. Me, Shane, and Jessamine are just like walking out, and it had to have been like three or four thousand people just go the four horse women, and then they just started screaming and like raising the fours. It was. Crazy! No way! Way! Now, who's at the after party? By the way, so, everyone, all the wrestlers, who, all, all the, the wrestlers, fam, are there. all the wrestlers. Where was families. it? Where was the? After party? It's, it's, explain at, to it us what at happened. At a hotel, yeah. Okay. Yeah. At a hotel, everyone's dancing. Yeah, Vince every- McMahon's dancing. I don't think Vince was there. <laughs> all right. Vince wasn't there. All right. Uh, the Rock His was there. No, the Rock wasn't there either. Uh, Triple H was there. I didn't see Triple H. So who I'm was? Sure who, was so there. what? Name five. Like, Natalia Hart was there. Roman Reigns was there. Brock Lesnar. 
Uh, Brock Lesnar was not there. I hear he doesn't party that much. No, that makes sense. He doesn't yeah. seem like he would. No. Um, uh, was anybody hitting on you? Oh yeah, it was. Who wrestlers were hitting melee. on you? It was. Anybody offer you coke? No, because we're shoot, we're shoot, we're shoot uh, wrestlers. We like we're the real deal. So like, who wait, who was hitting on you? I don't know. Like wrestlers in WWE. Yeah, and they were like, "Hey, what's up, Marina? You want to hang out?" They later? were more, not even like really hitting on me. That they were just like, "Oh shit, you guys are fighters." Oh. Like, because we we weren't dressed. <laughs> you up. guys actually hit each other. Yeah, you guys actually <laughs> fucking punch each other in the face. Although the Brock Lesnar, you guys and don't the, use chairs or anything. Yeah. yeah, although the Brock Lesnar and the Roman Reigns match did get re- pretty real. I don't know if you guys watched that one. What do you mean it got real? Uh, Brock took a bump off of one of the. One of the so corners they did of the have ring coke. and break. He broke his he broke his skin on his skull. Yeah, he fucking made Roman Reigns bleed with punches. It was I didn't know if it was real. There was a point where I was like, oh my god, this shit's getting real. Really? And it's fucking wrestling. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but then the night before uh, Saturday, we went to WrestleCon, which is like a underground wrestling show. That was fucking awesome. Rob Van Dam was there. Really? You just he wrestled. Did you talk to him? I didn't get a chance to. He got he was in and then he was out. Oh. Yeah. He did amazing. Look at you. And, and, and any news about the fight, your, your actual fighting career? I do have some news. What's that? Um, signing with Invicta. Whoa! <laughs> oh! 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 <laughs> Giving me shit all fucking, as soon as I walk in here, you're seven minutes late. You didn't read the email. Da, 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 da. What were you doing this morning? I had we're... shit to do today. Oh, here's what. First of all, here's what, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. First of all, what happened was she came in and said I didn't get the link, and I said yes, I gave you the link of the fights. Oh, when? And I brought it up. I'm like, you're four. I'm under the influence and that then, it was a text message, and not. And an then email. you said, oh, 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 I got shit to do. And then Greg said, well, okay, fine, all right. So you have shit to do. You you, you couldn't write it. It's all you had to say. Not blasting me because I set it up four in the morning. I had to do two. <laughs> I'm up till four o'clock in the morning working on the podcast right. because I'm I'm. We have Hensel Gracie on. We have Ryan right. Lafleur. Right. There was a, a World Series of Fighting. There was Bellator. The Conor McGregor stole Aldo's belt uh, an hour ago. <laughs> People in Ireland went crazy. I know. I watched all nine embeddeds last they night. They were all amazing. Okay, so there's a lot of shit that I'm preparing for. I, I know that you. I get it. And then you I get just, it. So, so then Can we just move on? All right. It? Let's move on. Well, let's move go back on. to you. Why do we have to recap right. everything? Okay, you signing with Invicta. Tell <laughs> yes. us. Let's get back to this. Yes. So, so how many, what's next? How many fights have you signed? Um, I don't know yet. I'm just signing with Invicta. Who are you fighting first? <laughs> you don't know any of the details. Signing yet. with Invicta. All right. All right. At 145. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what do you weigh right now? Probably like 160. All right, so that's, that's not bad. 15 pounds. Yeah. And Greg? I see you cutting that. Yeah. I remember I usually, being 145 and like the sixth <laughs> grade. cut the attitude, too. All right, so, so <laughs> no, no. Greg, Greg, how are you? I'm great, man. What's going it's on? It's great to be back on the show. I'm glad yeah. to be back. We love having you back. Busy. We love having you back. Thanks, You're man. in China. I, I get a tweet. <laughs> I get a tweet. Hey, true. I'm, I'm in China watching the fights with Greg Wilson. When you were performing there, you ran into a fan of MMA Roasted. Totally. And you were watching in China. They were like, these guys, they were like, hey, we watch the fights. Because there they watch them on Sunday morning. Yes. Mm. They come on on Sunday morning in China. And so they were like, we all get together at this bar and we watch the fights. You got to come. And they run their own thing. It's like MMA decision yeah. where you basically get to log your own 
own decision of might, <laughs> even though it, it doesn't accumulate or mean anything. I don't think it's about NBA decisions. It's about something else. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, like so, my fight or something, right? Something like that. Yeah. And so, but they're like, they're, I, I was like, oh yeah, sometimes I'm on the MMA Roasted Podcast. He was like, I'm a huge fan of the MMA Roasted Podcast. Like, you got to get a picture and I'll tweet it to him right now. So we, t- we took a picture of us watching the fights at a bar, in Chi- an English bar in China. That's watching awesome. the watching no, no. We actually, you have a lot of wrestling fans who actually listen to the podcast. Really, I was approached a lot at WrestleCon by actually a few people, and they're like, "Love you on the podcast. You're the greatest." And it was fucking awesome. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. It was cool. Yes, I, I I get fans too, and they go, "Why does Marina treat you like a tool?" And I go, "I go, <laughs> she kicked my ass." <laughs> I go, "Thank you." I, I, maybe I'll have to discuss that with her. Uh, 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 actually, what happened? He put was, it in the notes, he, he, but you, know, you didn't read them. I, I did actually. What happened was <laughs> I, I was know, listening I, to last week's podcast. Right, uh-huh. and, and this is how the podcast started. Mm-hmm. I go, hey, you know, uh, I, I was in San Diego this week. I had a great show. If there was one place that I'd live, it would be San Diego. The girls are so hot, yeah. and she goes, they're out of your league. Uh, like, <laughs> that was within that was within twelve seconds of the pod. So right away, all I say was, uh, that my first have- thought would be she- like, this is going to be a great podcast. <laughs> like, so she's the- a fighter. She's aggressive. Why is this a surprise I can't change to you? Who I am, like, yeah. I'm but, so, like, but you could be a little nicer. Or uh, I am very. Nice. See, between you and me, we could argue all day. If somebody was to attack you or argue or try to attack you somehow, I would fucking cut their throat. Thank you, but I didn't but- hire a bodyguard. I hired a co-host. <laughs> 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 but I, I do appreciate that. That's yeah, very, that's very this nice. Is the co-host you hired. This yeah. is I, 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 I do. I, but how about less cutting people's throats and more nice on air? Uh, but, but I am pretty nice. You are. You are. I can't nice. wait till she carries you out nice. of a room to Whitney Houston playing in the background. <laughs> And I will always love you. She's carrying Adam, and Adam just like save me, Marina. Now, how, now you announced that you're single. Uh, has, has single life been? Have people people been hitting you up? Like, hey, you want to go on a date or anything? Or? Um, no, kind of, but I'm just. I'm it just didn't gonna... work. The long distance relationship didn't work. No. What a shock! What a shock. <laughs> it usually works out. Long distance almost always, always works, works out. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm just. Uh, I'm just chilling. I'm really just enjoying being alone. It's fucking awesome. I like trying to not, figure out whether or not you're I like not away. having to answer to anybody. <laughs> I like being able to just get up at like if I feel like tra- training at 10 p.m. I can go train at 10 p.m. and not have to tell anybody about it. Yeah. It's it's pretty uh it's nice. Speaking of training, I am going to be back training soon. Yeah, well, uh, I'm, you- I'm getting surgery and once I get surgery, I'm going to have the Ambra Leroy uh, <laughs> knee pads because yeah. and and they're going to be helping me with my surgery. So uh, I just want to say thank you to our sponsor That's pretty nice who's helping That's awesome. me with my surgery and uh, I'm excited about that. Uh, our first guest, which we are going to call right now, uh, is a fucking legend in the game. And when I and, and and when I say legend, I mean legend. I like royalty. Royalty. Uh, a six degree black belt. Six degree black belt. Former UFC legend. Pride legend. K1 legend. A guy whose grandfather was Carlos Gracie. We are going to have Henzo Gracie. Uh, we are going to talk to him right now. I am so stoked about having Henzo. I'm going to actually give Evan the phone number right now. So talk amongst yourselves right now on the podcast. Uh, Henzo gave me my purple belt. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's awesome. So you have a, you have a deep connection with this guy. Not really, but you, yeah. You know, now that you're single. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> He's married and has kids. Doesn't mean he won't pin you. <laughs> pin you. 
Is that what they do in jujitsu? They yeah, pin. They pin you. This is a great. This is. Bring his number up. Yeah. I gave it to you. It wasn't there. Really? It wasn't. The phone number wasn't there. He just like handed me his phone and was expecting me to figure it out. Go through my contacts. So wait a minute. So you were single and you were at this the after party and all these dudes and and you didn't. Little little bathroom yeah, HJ late. or no? I just uh, oh that one okay. I I'm one of those chicks that really just enjoy their friends and the the, the good time. It I don't takes, like I don't I don't look to go hook up. I don't. It takes I'm, six days for her to put out. We talked about this on the podcast. She said at least six days. She was, I was really over exaggerating. Yeah, she on said that one. six dates before she doesn't put out a, a handy by the seventh and uh, maybe, if you're maybe no eye contact. Yeah, no eye contact. <laughs> and, and, and I guarantee your handy would rip your penis off. <laughs> I like oh it. shit! Do you want this back? Yeah, yeah. It would be like no. You keep that. Yeah. Uh, and what's that? Let's let's talk to Henzo. Okay, <laughs> right, we're, we're gonna call Henzo right now. Very smooth transition. There. Very professional segue. Uh, oh, I have to leave at three fifteen. Is that okay? Okay, sure. That clock working. Hey, Henzo Gracie. Who? Is this Henzo Gracie? Yes. Yes. Hey, this is uh, Adam Hunter, Marina Shafir, Greg Wilson. You're on the MMA Roasted Podcast. It is such an honor to have you on the show. I was waiting for your call, my man. Let me put the phone so I can can make that a good interview for you guys. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) My pleasure. My pleasure to be here with you guys. Thank you. I'm surrounded by friends here, but time flies. Uh, yeah, it does. We are all, brother. We're on? Yes, yes. So we are talking to we are talking to a legend, a UFC legend, a Pride legend, uh, a K1 legend, the guy Henzo Gracie, a guy whose grandfather was Carlos Gracie, who started jiu-jitsu. You grew up in Rio de Janeiro. What was that like, man? What was it like... Being Henzo Gracie, being born to the Gracie family. Ah man, it was an unbelievable experience. Believe it. If I if I die and I could pick where we're born, I'll be born again. I would choose to be in the same place. It was it was unforgettable. By the way, they only call you legend when you get old. Just to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was unbelievable. We were very different. The way that my grandfather and my father educated us, you know. It's, Everything we had big birthday parties uh, with uh, rolling on the on the on the middle of the living room on the day of birthday parties. You know, it, yeah, it was a unique unique life experience. You no. know, and uh, and I realize now that my father was my grandfather and my father were actually teaching us not only jujitsu but it was how to sell confidence to people. You know, and uh, it was a very rich experience. Yeah, I, I was watching videos of of guys. They would c- come to your house. And and you would you would, you would fight them, and you would beat the crap out of these guys, and and they were like, it was, it was, yeah, it was like it was safer. Instead of fighting on the streets, we'd set up an appointment, and normally the guys were fighters too. So we would book in the house, and we would go at it, you know. And in the end, you shake hands, and everybody was friends again. <laughs> yeah. Man. Now now you started doing jujitsu at six. Uh, you 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 didn't lose from age six to fifteen years old. Uh, yes, I begin actually at five. I begin at five. My first competition, I was seven. Wow. You know, and uh, I compete a lot. I always love it. And every competition I could, I would jump right in. 
Mm. You know? No, it, it was amazing. And uh, uh, now, when you went to New York to open up your own school uh, and, and teach Grace Jiu Jitsu, was the family mad at you? Were they, were they upset that you were like kind of letting the secret out? No, we not, I don't know upset, uh, but they, they would rather have me working with them, you know? And, mm. yeah. And I, I was I was very independent my whole life, you know. I, I I own a bar when I was sixteen. I bought a bar when I was sixteen, and I was able to make the number one bar in Rio de Janeiro. I used to sell twelve and seven, twelve twenty seven kegs of beer a night, you know, with live music. People that sung for me end up singing on the Grammy a couple of years back here, and they used to sing just for beer, you know. And I was I was very efficient with that. I could provide for for two families. You know, my mother and my aunt's family, and and I was always very independent. I could never picture myself working to someone else but myself. Right. You know, and that's why I decided to come this way. And when I came to New York, I fell in love. I said, this is the best city in the world. I had access to everything, you know, and I it was very challenging to move here and, 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 to, and to make things happen here. I began teaching a kung fu place, putting mats down, and, and removing the mats every night, cleaning the bathroom. I was teaching seven days a week, but I, I enjoy every single minute, you know, and commuting an hour, an hour each way every day, you know. But with, with a smile on your face. With a smile on your face. Now, now, always, always. <laughs> now, was it hard, though, because everybody else was a white belt? At the, at the time, you're a third degree black belt. Was it hard getting good guys to train with? It was extremely tough because at the same time that I was, that I was teaching and working, I was training to fight pride, to do all those things. So what I would do, I would roll every day with every single student. So like, I'll, I'll, that's why we end up having guys like Matt Sarah, Rodrigo Grace, all those guys were my training partners. And I, when I got them, they were white belts. Matt Sarah used to work in a, in, a, in, a, in a secure booth in Long Island, in a factory. And I took him out of there, gave him a job to help me teach here so I could roll with him every day and and training a daily basis. So, were you the only guy not surprised when Matt Sarah beat GSP? Yeah, I knew if uh, GSP came in just to trade blows with Matt, it was very dangerous. Yeah. I've seen Matt breaking people's jaw in a, in a sparring session. You know, he hits like like he's hungry. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I knew I knew that that could happen on that particular fight. Both belong to our team, you know, both were part of our family here, so I told them, I don't want to train none of you, you guys go, go train whatever you want, they already met, already had his school in Long Island, they trained there, GSP trains in Canada, and I will sit down and watch the fight, <laughs> but I don't make me corner or for a root for one of you two, you know? I was watching your and fight, they, yeah. I was watching your fight yeah. last night against Oleg. And uh, uh-huh. that was one of the craziest upkicks. I'd never seen an upkick knockout like that. Was that something you had actually planned? No, I, I, yeah, I trained that a lot. I used to train them. Because that was one of the best defenses when you were doing guard. If the guy stand, yeah, brings his body up to try to hit you, to ground him down. So the best strike you have is, in reality, your leg was the fifth person in my life that I knocked out like that. Oh, wow. I had knocked out people out before in street fights with the same move. Speaking of street fights, uh, and we'll go back to your 
crazy career. Uh, <laughs> th- there, there have been a couple street fights you've gotten to recently. Uh, one of them you live tweeted. Uh, so a guy tried to att- <laughs> a guy tried to attack you in Central Park, and you yeah, live. <laughs> They, they, I, I didn't know this, but this is how they rob people in New York. They, they come at you like, give me a dollar, give me a dollar, give me a cigarette, you know? And then they reach in your pocket, they take a wallet. It's, it's because if they get arrested, they have an excuse. They say that they were asking for a dollar. It wasn't I asking for a dollar. It wasn't a robbery, you know? But in reality, that's how they rob people. And, 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 and I saw these two guys, I, I went to grab money at an ATM machine and, Next to a restaurant that I was in, and I, I, as I left, they stopped calling me, you know, and, and they came and tried to, to get my wallet. They give me a cigarette, give me a cigarette, even though I told them I didn't smoke or I didn't. So then when I, I'm waiting for a gun or, or a knife, at least, you know, and they never, and they never show me, not even a Swiss knife, so I couldn't. Well, I had to, I couldn't accept to be robbed by someone just by their hand, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so then what did you do? Did, did, now, did you, did you knock them both out? I'm sorry. I knocked the first one out, and I broke his nose. And I tried to grab the second one, but the second one was back then. He took off. And I was able just to grab his shirt a little, and and and... And he was able to get away, you know. So then I came back. The other one was getting up. So I said to him, my man, you're trying for There's 8 million people in this city. And I'm the fool. And you pick me as the fool, you know. Yeah. So I, I put a video on him a little, scared him a little bit. <laughs> and, and then I, 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 I let him go. I went, got my car. And I went around the block and I started following this one. There was a broken nose. And because I knew that they set up a, a, a place to meet again, you know? Yeah. So the other one, had, this was near the 7th Avenue, so the other one took off and was near the 10th Avenue, looking in the corner waiting for his friend. I was able to go around, they didn't know my car, and I saw the guy on the corner. So I parked and I went uh, running next to a building, they couldn't, the guy couldn't see me. When I turned the corner, he was standing there looking for his friend, you know? So I choked him out standing. <laughs> Nice. I, yeah. So I choked him out standing. Out standing. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I I did the raccooning, the little punches on the eyes, because otherwise you choke the guy out. He doesn't learn from it. Yeah. You know. Right. So then I gave him two purple eyes, so he can see himself in the middle and remember. To not be <laughs> an asshole. Yeah, so I'm sure they, they are newborn Christians by now, I think. Yeah, of course. Just join the church. <laughs> yeah, probably. But then, then last year you were at a bar and a bouncer messed with you, and you 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 uh, beat up the bouncer, right? Yeah, it was actually the uh, the, the head of the door, the guy who takes care of the door. He had like seven bouncers with him, and he was very insulting, insulting to everybody. The reason why I actually went there to get him was not even because of me, because he saw me before, but I saw him insulting. Uh, a couple that was that was too much, you know. And for you to have an idea, that after next day that this happened, I had at least ten emails of people that were harassed by him, and, oh, and he was wow. one of the most hated guy in this business, you know. But for uh, the moment that I shot and I took him down and I mounted him, he stopped crying. <laughs> I <couldn't laughs> him. Yeah, I, I was gonna say he should I host Bouncer Beatdown. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's every enemy, every fat guy, when, when he's, he's starting to become the nail, you know, they decide not to, <laughs> yeah. to be tough anymore. And then, was... why are you beating me up? What did I do to you? Please. <laughs> How can you hit someone like this? Right. You know, so he spoiled my, he spoiled an unique experience that I could have. Mm. By crying. And th- then there was a guy. Then there was a guy who tried to get your daughter to smoke weed at a concert, and you took his head and put it in the toilet. It wasn't weed. It was beer. Beer. Tried to give beer to my daughter. I'm on my daughter's concert, and well, the guy's trying to, to give beer to my daughter. I take my pen. She's a minor. She's everything. Could you please? And he started making fun of me. You know. Wow. And then he looked at me. He goes, "What are you gonna do about it?" Ugh. You know. And there was two more girls with him. And at that moment, they put some money together. The guy goes to grab beer for the three of them. And I was able, and he was drinking so much beer because I knew he was going to go in the bathroom. He needed to use the bathroom drinking that much beer. So he, when he went to the bathroom, I went after him. And you should have seen a surprise when he walked in the stall and I come right after him. Uh, <laughs> so wait, so you in put it... Very, Side, so yeah. you put his head in the in the actual toilet? I choked him out and put his head inside the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a good smelling toilet. Oh, and at a concert too. Yeah. That's the worst yeah. toilet yeah. experience yeah. available. Like, is the concert the toilet? There is no coming back from that. <laughs> he probably still smells like pee. Well, I mean, why would you? First yeah. of all, you're trying to get a, a, a young a young girl drunk, and then Henzo Gracie's daughter. Yeah, and he's like, stop, and cool. he's like, oh man, yeah. he asked for it. And, and my wife, it was a situation that my wife was ugly. My wife was like, what's wrong with this guy? And, and he keeps making fun of me. He look at me. What is gonna do about? It? Are you pissed? Are you angry? What is gonna do about it? These, these kids have no... <laughs> they got no respect. And much, yeah. yeah. They have no idea. And then I told him, uh, you cannot, you cannot uh, go back to your seat. I was choking him a couple of times, give him the, 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 the raccoon attitude. Then I told him, if I see you back on your seat, I'm going to finish the job. I'm going to knock all your teeth out. So I don't want to see you on the arena anymore. Time for you to go home. And then right. the guy disappeared. Didn't see him again. But I couldn't relax because you never know, you know. Yeah. So now it's come back. So I'm there sitting pants, and the women that, that were sitting with him, they're pissed. They thought the guy took the money and left. Right. So they're like, like, where did this guy go? Where's my beer? Where's my beer? <laughs> you're like a superhero. Yeah, really. You, yeah. you really are. You really like... should have your own show. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I was looking yeah. at some of your fights. Uh, you, there was a fight that you had against Eugenio Tado. The fans rioted so bad uh-huh. it, it was it was a it was a, a draw. Yes, it was uh, it was a draw, no contest, whatever the hell they call it. But basically, it's uh, every time what happened is they invaded the, the, the event and they sued the ghetto guys. Because Eugenio used to run like a, used to, to run with a lot of drug dealers in the ghetto in Brazil. Mm-hmm. So they surrounded the cage and they actually, they want to cancel the fight. And I said, no, 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 don't worry. I don't got, the guy hears you. The, the cage is surrounded. There's people with guns. There's people with knives. I say, my man, when that gate locks, it's me and him. And I'll beat the crap out of him. So I go in, we go at each other, you know. And every time on my back, I, I actually got, Stabbed on that day, I got sliced on the when my back touched the, the the cage, and I was getting kicked every time I had my head 
you know, crushing the cage and oh. I have all that on tape. And on that moment, one of the guys kicking me, I saw him, I said, man, what's wrong with you? My sister can kick harder than you, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and this, the fight is going on. Wait, wait, hold so on. Let... one of those moments, uh-huh. Let me get this straight. So wait, you're in a fight. There's a drug dealers. Uh-huh. There's drug dealers with guns around the cage. Every time you, yes. you, your back is into the cage and somebody stabs you, and you keep fighting. Yeah, they, they cut me. I kept fighting. There was no problem. Everything was healthy until then, you know. <laughs> so on that moment, they break up the fight. It was apart because Eugenio was a little bit away from me. I was laying down doing guard. So they tell me to get up. When I stand up, this guy that was speaking me the whole time, he sticks his head inside the cage, cursing at me, you know. So I'm looking at Eugenio like I'm going to move forward, and I hit him right in the nose, the guy on the cage, you know. I clocked him. When he fell from the cage, my brother hit him in the head. <laughs> so then the whole fight, yeah, the whole fight broke, you know. So and the, then it was like 400 people fighting at the same time. Holy, it turned into a melee. Oh, Jesus. my God. That's, I, does anybody have a tape of that? Oh, yes, yes. It's like Pentagon Combat. It's easy to see it. But for you to have an idea, when I, I, I finished, I flew back to United States because I had a fight in Japan right after. So I flew back and it was on the news here in the United States. The 20 most shocking moments, you know, those TV yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah, One of them, this one. <laughs> then I fly to Japan. It's on all the news in Japan too. Two oh, days later. That's insane. Yeah. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was an unbelievable experience. Now, your, your fight with Sakuraba uh, was one of the... Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was an amazing fight. Uh, do, you think, yeah. do you think if he hadn't caught you in the last minute, you would have won that fight? I think so. I thought everything was under control. I think there'll be no problem. I knew I could control him. I was winning the fight for 17 seconds actually to finish. You know? Yeah. And I knew everything was good. And I got caught. I didn't realize how strong he was on that move, you know? And when I fought him recently, I felt that strength that he had by, like, why he's so strong in a kimura, you know? Today I realized how, how much leverage he has from that position. So my elbow came out, and Sakurabi started calling the ref. His elbow is broken, speaking in Japanese. And I keep telling the ref, no, 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 don't worry. This happens all the time. You know, the <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> <Yeah>. God. <laughs> and the ref, him and the ref start talking in Japanese, and they stop the fight, you know. I oh. mean, this happens all the time. Don't worry. Let me put it back. <laughs> I, no, <laughs> your elbow, yeah. your elbow, I mean, I was watching it last night with my girlfriend, and she was screaming in pain. She had never seen an, yeah. an elbow like that before. Now, I, now, <laughs> <Me either. laughs> now, you. The word is that you didn't want him to know that you were hurt because he, because he, because he, he beat Hoist, uh so that you didn't even yeah, go. To, you didn't even go to the hospital. Like, what, what, what really pissed me off when people get hurt in there. They, they, this is not soccer. You're not playing football, soccer. You know, where people act like they are hurt. Yeah. There's no. Well, they are supposed to get hurt. If you go in there. It's like uh, we always say, if you're afraid to use the restroom, don't eat the book. <laughs> so if you really, you know, yeah, but, but, I, yeah, but your elbow was completely out of socket. And to this, you had you never went to the hospital, huh? No, I actually, they, they tried to cast it. I removed it. And actually, two weeks and a half later, I was surfing. I almost drowned. Me and Luca Taro from Great Magazine. We were surfing huge waves in Bell's Beach, Australia. 
And because of my arm, I almost dropped. Oh. <laughs> I didn't have all the movements yet. <laughs> he goes you surfing <laughs> two weeks later. <laughs> two weeks later, he's surfing <laughs> the big waves off Australia. Now, you could be... Uh, yeah, that was insane. Now, uh, now some of the guys that you, you've... Uh, some of the guys... Now, that... The the Frank Shamrock fight, right? I mean, you were dominating uh-huh. Frank Shamrock the whole time. Then he kicks you, he knees you twice in the top of the head, and then he gets mm-hmm. disqualified. You won. Do you and Frank? Did you guys ever make up, or is it still bad blood? No, no, I don't have bad blood. Anybody that I have a bad a bad blood, if I miss them, I hit them. <laughs> you know, I'm very professional. That was a I was then. In reality, could I keep fighting? Yes, I could have kept fighting. But I, my cousin Skiza went and looked at the scoreboard. Even though I was dominating him for two rounds, even with the point that they took it out, they were giving the victory to him. So it was everything set up. It was a boxing promoter promoting the event. Okay, and so now, man. and immediately I understood why they only want a one-fight deal with me. You know? They, they had the crank up as their fighter. They signed Frank up and Frank ended up fighting uh, Nick Diaz later. Yeah. Know, he ended up losing to Nick Diaz after that. The reality is, now I understand why he walked uh, he walk in the event under the Bruce Springsteen song uh, Born in the USA. <laughs> <laughs> so everything, my cousin came over and goes, Jesus, there's no way you win if you're going to win this fight. They have you, even with this point that they took it out, you're still losing both rounds. You know, they did it in a way that all he has to do is survive. And that's what he was doing. He was stalling the whole fight, just grabbing it, not trying nothing, you know? Yeah. So I say, let me take the win, and then I work, I work out with them again to do another one. And then they didn't, they didn't want to work out. They just want to keep Frank, you know? Some of, some of the I, sons I you no, did. I have no blood, 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 uh, bad blood against him. One of the I fights... The one, of, in the world. one of my favorite moments ever in fighting was when you... You're fighting Matt Hughes, and he uh, he uh, it's toward the, like toward the end of your career. He drops you. You were clearly tired. You actually put your hand out for him to lift you up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was kicking my leg. My leg was swollen. I couldn't walk proper. And I'm going to the floor, and he's not coming. So I said, Matt, okay, we're not going to fight the ground. Give me a hand to get up here, please. <laughs> <laughs> and he did. He's, a, he's an unbelievable human being. I, I really, never saw yeah, anything like that. Fight. That was one of the funniest yeah. things. That the, the guy, he, yeah. he lifts him up. Now, you're actually, you're taking on Matt Hughes coming up, right? Yes, yes. I, um, I, I, I just, I found out like, uh, three weeks ago that I actually had a torn ACL oh, on the last no. match I had with. On the, the metamorphosis, the, the yeah. So I had the surgery two weeks and a half ago, and right now I'm recouping, and I, I hope to be ready to put a beautiful match with uh, with my brother Matthews. You know, I can't wait. Got you. Uh, yeah, now, I, I'd love to see it. That's going to be fun. Now, you're also yeah. uh, you're the personal jiu-jitsu coach of Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed Al Nayan, yes. the crown prince uh-huh. of Abu Dhabi. Now, are you just yeah. like... Now, when you go to Abu Dhabi, you get the royal treatment or what? My dear friend, I, I've been going to Abu Dhabi for 20 years, you know, and anybody who's a guest of the sheiks feel like a, a royal, right. you know, feel like you're royalty because it's, they treat you so good, the country's so unbelievable, the food, the, 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 the warmth of the people and how, you know, it's always a unique experience. It's, 
I've been going there for 20 years, you know, we became friends 20 years ago, and every time I have a chance, I'm there, you know, with them, and uh, they, are, they become unbelievable jiu-jitsu people. Today they have jiu-jitsu in school, so the school system, instead of teaching just physical education, they have jiu-jitsu as an option, oh, wow. and the last time I was there, I watched four competitions in different areas of the country, with 900 kids on each competition compete, you know. So for sure it's going to be, Abu Dhabi is already in, but it's going to be even a bigger force in the jiu-jitsu community in the world real soon. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Now, uh, now, yeah. now well, one, of the, one of the things I was watching about you is that your students, they speak so highly of you. And, and they're not just like regular students. We're talking about like Chris Weidman and, uh, and Frankie Edgar. Yeah. Now, what did you tell Chris Weidman to help him beat Anderson Silva? It's, uh, I knew, you know, I knew Anderson Silva would have a lot of trouble fighting Chris. What people don't realize, Chris is a very, very tough guy. You know, it's like he's two times Division One wrestler, All-American. His Jiu-Jitsu, when he was a purple belt, he fought Andre Galvão, who's one of the top Jiu-Jitsu guys. Andre Galvão came to me and said, this guy was the toughest fight I ever had in my life. This kid, when he becomes a black belt, is going to be something out of this world. And it's, it's true. And, and on top of that, he's a very big kid, you know, with a big bone kid who, for the first time, Anderson Silva fighting someone a big fight, you know, and that has a great jiu-jitsu, great striking with Ray Longo. You know, Ray really puts him to spar and overlooks everything on, on that aspect of the fighting. And Matt Carey, they're constantly pushing Chris forward. You know, I was just very fortunate to move to the right side of this amazing country and, and be able to touch these amazing human beings that I, you know, I, I helped to become a champion. You know, George Sampier, uh, uh, Matt Serra, Nick Serra, Chris Weidman, Frank Edgar, Ricardo Almeida. You know, the, 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 I cannot even be mentioned all of them right now. It's so many that it's, it's insane. You know? So uh, Edgar versus... I was part of that. So Edgar versus Faber, uh, you're obviously picking Edgar, but, but uh, how do you think he's? How do you think Frankie's going to win? It's it's difficult to keep the pace so it, uh, with Edgar. Edgar is a guy you have to understand. Edgar was a champion at 155, and he could easily. He's such a small guy. He could easily be fighting uh, 135, you know, easily because he was doing 155 without losing weight. He was the smallest 155 I've ever seen in my life. You know, and uh, Faber has, Faber is a very tough, very talented kid, but he has his hands full fighting Edgar, you know, because it's a no-stop action, and last time I saw him training, he was moving like a bullet, his jiu-jitsu is improving, every aspect, look at his last fight against Cubs Wilson, was, was unbelievable, he didn't stop until he got the sub, the submission, you know, so it's going to be a fast fight for, for Faber, you know? You know what's crazy about all the guys that you train, the Frankie Edgar, the Weidman, uh, you know, even, uh, you know, the Chris, the Chris Weidman, Frankie Edgar, all these guys, Almeida, they're very humble guys. They're, they're New York humble guys. So what do you think, like, when you see today Conor McGregor stealing Jose Aldo's belt, saying I'm the best ever, <laughs> saying I-, I can't wait to smell your pussy, stuff like that. What do you think, yeah, of, what do you yeah. think of a guy like that? Yeah. It's like uh, where I come from, you you don't get away with it, you know. That's the reason why on my fight against Spiker, I stomped on his head after it was done, you know. And I told him during the wait, you know, I said, I'm going to keep cracking jokes like this, 
you better not stay on this hotel because I will get you. You're going to wake up to get out <laughs> of your room or be at the door. He's a superhero. So there's, it's, but at the same time, if you realize, Conor McGregor is a very talented kid and he was able because right now it's a business. You know, and, and sometimes people lack respect and they are able to reach a title fight much quicker than, than they would have if they right. didn't, they didn't the do hype. that. You know, so... So in reality, we are, it's like we're going to watch a fight. I honestly think uh, the, the, the Aldo will win the match, you know, because uh, Conor, even though he's very tough, he doesn't have the experience yet. You know, he should have did a couple more fights. I think they rush him too much to, to an, a guy experienced as Aldo right now. But it's, uh, it's going to be an interesting match. And like you said, like this, you can never predict. If I could, one day I sat down to predict fights. From 10 fights, I actually was able to, 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 to be right and only two. I missed eight. So it's like, and I knew everybody that was fighting. So in reality, that fighting is a surprise box. It can go either way every single time, you know, with those small gloves, you get hit, you, you wake up asking what happened, you know? Uh, by the way, Henzo, uh, so... The co-host, is Mar- I don't know if you know this, Marina Shafir, she's a second-degree black belt in judo, and you actually gave her her purple belt. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm from Bruno Bruno's school up in Albany. Uh, of course I know. I'm a big fan. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you are the co-host. Yeah. Huh? You shouldn't be talking more. I like <laughs> it's really funny you say that. <laughs> you're, keeping, you're keeping yourself quietly down. I'm listening. I'm listening to. I'm actually learning some some shit here. So it's all good with me. Good talking to you. Yeah. What was that? I was like in California. You like it? Yeah. 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 Sunny every day. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. She actually, today she announced she signed with Invicta today. Yeah. Ah, that's beautiful. I can't I'm wait excited. to fight again. Oh, yeah. That's what's new. I will fight well. Yeah, I'm yeah, really excited about it. Yeah. So it's you time. You're Bruno's favorite. Yeah, I was so very high on you. Yeah, I'm, 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 very, very I miss him a lot. I miss him a yeah. lot. But I this is awesome. How special guy. When is the next uh, belt ceremony? We're supposed to have towards the end of the last year, but I'll, I will do it one this year. You're going to be a special guest. I'm going to get your butt here. So you okay. can with us. I'm so down. I'm, I'm ready. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice, Marina. Nice. <laughs> Well, listen, Henzo, it was such an honor to have you on the podcast. You have no idea. You are a true legend. We'd love to have you on anytime. Thank you, man. That, Thank you so that's much. My pleasure, my brother. My pleasure. It's great talking to you guys. Thanks for everything. Marina, a big, a big Brazilian hug. Uh, I'm taking it. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you. That was Henzo right. Gracie. Henzo Gracie. A big Brazilian hug. Really? That's the only one that ends with big, a tap out. Big Brazilian <laughs> badass. Jesus. Yeah, is that crazy? Wow. Boy, Talk he's about just going a guy right in the wrongs. No, he? honestly though, it's really good that he's doing he's doing that is because this is why people train so they can protect themselves. Essentially, like you train so you have a skill set to protect yourself in the street. Because yes. yeah. you know, 
robberies and shit like that. That, that that's, that's real shit. That shit happens. I love the way, though, he's lived in New York so long that his accent has kind of morphed into an Italian. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm making a pizza pie with the pepperoni, and I shove his face in the pepperoni. I give him the pepperoni eyes. And then we have the Gabagool. It's just so funny, though. Like, out of all the people to rob, you rob Henzo Gracie. Right. I mean, uh, why don't you? But maybe because it's dark out, you don't see the huge cauliflower ears. Exactly. Like, Like, he, to me, looks like the kind of guy that you wouldn't, you'd be like, no, not him. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that shows how desperate some people are. I mean, yeah. for money, you and, and then also well, someone, then some idiot in the concerts like, what are you going to do about it? Again, look at the ears, bro. <laughs> if they have cauliflower ears, he's going to do something about this. What, I Brazi- love that the girls were like, where would he go with our money? A Brazilian guy with cauliflower right, ears. And that's, you're like, that's the guy do? whose daughter you, you try to get beard to, and he's with two other girls already. This jerk off, <laughs> what a moron. <laughs> that about, guy like, was roided up. That guy was roided up. Imagine he having your you get choked out in the bathroom. Imagine like seeing the guy in the bathroom. That's got to be your worst. Like you're at a concert, you're kind of drunk. The concert bathroom is the grossest uh, of all bathrooms. So funny. Like people just start pissing at the door <laughs> on, and just piss on their way into uh, it and then shit on the walls. Like it is the grossest thing available. It is. Such yeah. a nice guy. And he seems like such a nice guy, but also a guy that you just don't want to fuck with. Never. Yeah. You know. Uh, even Never. even watching his old fights. That's what I love about Fight Pass. Honestly, is that you get to watch these old fights, and they ha- and it's like it's only like ten bucks a month. You can watch all the you know honestly. You plugging it in? No, no, I actually <laughs> do like it because I, but because like for me to, it almost was impossible before because the Zufa would take them down off YouTube. You have to go to yeah. some some weird janky website, Japanese website yeah. or something. And, yeah. and, but now you get they're all lined up. Like I watched thirty Henzo Gracie fights, and and, you, and it's amazing. You watch these guys like you know bare knuckle. That yeah. they weren't using gloves. Wow. You know, uh, and, and it, I mean, it was just even before, like even the guys, you know, headbutts were allowed. And, and, wow. and you know, like we had a guy. Uh, so it was real brawling in there. Last week we had we had, we had two. So we had Gary Goodrich on. Yeah. Who said he he removed the guy's cup and squeezed the guy's balls. And this guy was a, a, a world champion arm wrestler. He said he made peanut butter. <laughs> he made peanut butter out of his nuts. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that was the way he won the fight. Oh and I, I love that he won the fight. Like, <laughs> legal winner. Winner by peanut butter submission. <laughs> peanut butter submission. <laughs> winner by Wait, can peanut we call butter. it the peanut butter bar? The peanut butter bar? Like a like an arm bar. Oh, the peanut like, butter yeah, bar. The peanut yeah. butter bar. Jesus Christ! I mean, <laughs> I, I, I can imagine the guy's a world champion arm wrestler. His grip must be so tight, mm. and to have him just grab your balls in the middle of a fight and just, and just squeeze as much as hard as you can. And he was proud of it. He's yeah. like, look. He's like, they said there were no rules. They probably popped no, like zits. No rules like is pop, no pop. rules is no rules. That's what he said. No rules. No rules is no rules. You're right. Speaking of which, uh, starting next week, we're gonna have a, a legendary. Uh, a fighter legend story. We're going to have uh, – next week we have Don Fry calling in. Oh, and, I love this. And he's going to tell us a legendary night story. So every, yeah, I so, love this idea. So every week we're going to have Gary Goodrich or Don Fry or Baroni or Mark Coleman or one of these old guys, and they're going to tell us a story about one of their fights. So I'm gonna have guess Baroni's story probably starts with him in a tanning salon. Oh, Baroni's the best. Yes. He, ta- <laughs> he literally would tell us one time he came on the show how – he, he would have sex with girls. He, he was a, a personal trainer, yeah. and he would bang them to get them to buy more sessions. Mm-hmm. A, and then sometimes they were smelly and what dirty. What this guy. And then he liked it, that they were smelly and dirty. And I go, weren't there husbands there? He's like, yeah, they would shake my hand afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's doing pro wrestling.
right now, Veroni. I know. He's doing pretty good. He's doing really good. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really happy for him because, yeah. it's, it, you know, it's hard. and uh, It's hard sometimes to, to, after you, you're done fighting. Honestly, yeah. like they're – They have a second act. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's no placement programs. There are no, there's nobody that's helping you figure out your career afterwards. Well, yeah. professional athletes have always had this problem in every sport. Yeah, but other sports, you, you get a million dollars a year. Yeah. It's a little easier than Not getting – always, they, they get, Well, Not it's easier than getting four and four a fight. You know, um, 4,000 and 4,000. Let me tell you. Know. you in the Olympics, yeah. Ronda got like – Maybe ten thousand dollars that she was taxed on, a handshake, and that's it. And the gold you, medal and the memories. Yeah, no, no, a bronze medal right. and the memories. But she's a world champion. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's no help. There's no placement programs. Like you're, you're, you miss out on. Like people don't understand that when you do judo, you miss out on high school and college. Like I'm sorry, there's no partying, there's no socializing. Your friends are your teammates, and you don't go out of that. It's a fucking bubble. This is where judo is fucked up, like the mentality of it. And people, after you finish your your whatever, and the lack of sponsorships, let me tell you, how how much debt I put onto, onto my parents, holy fucking shit. And they, they don't help you with career goals. They don't, they don't, they want to have any counseling, consulting. They don't have anything. This is brought to you by the Judo Association. No. Uh, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> is that, that's what that well, is. No, but this is, again, this is a prob- problematic in, well, in sports. In other countries, yeah. though. I mean, and, well, in Olympic sports. In other, no, co- in in other, other countries, countries, they take care of you. Well, they fucking true. treat, yeah. they treat you, but they treat you like a national hero. Like you, you bring so much, uh, like, pro- like people, when you see a, they want like the the champions of their countries to walk around with pride and like share that. That's how. That's why other countries are so much tighter than. Well, that's also one of the reasons they eliminated that you must be an amateur rule for the Olympics and allowed professionals to play because other countries were basically taking care of them yes. like they yeah, were professionals. Right, and then we were, and we were having to send kids. Yeah, we, and then we were getting you know? killed also. Uh, right, exactly. That's also why we also were like – But, yeah, but I mean this. they were p- fully paying for their lives no, and taking care it, of them and paying them stipends and we couldn't give them a dime. It's like that with wrestling. Like, Re- wrestling the same way. Wrestling, it, was, wrestling is the same way. Best that's, versus the best. That's one of the reasons actually when I, I stopped wrestling in college was because uh, – you know. I wrestled. I wrestled for a D. I got a D one scholarship by Tom Ryan, who just went to Ohio State. Tom Ryan, the coach, he gave me. He's driving me to wrestling camp, and he gave me a scholarship because when I was in high school, I beat up some of the college kids at wrestling camp. But Tom Ryan's getting. He's like, I'm giving him a scholarship, and they actually gave me uh, a full ride, not a full ride, but money to go to Hofstra. And I was like, I don't want to be D one to be my life. I wanted to be D three. So I went to Binghamton, and then but then when I, but then you realize in college that like. It's D3. No one cares about the sport. Yeah. Uh, I'm losing 16 pounds a week. Why? Uh, like, I'm, I'm not going to make the Olympics. I'm not going to become a pro wrestler. There was no UFC. It wasn't what it is now. Yeah. And I just sort of saw like an end game for it. So I, you're I like comedy out. and bitches? Well, or what, singlets well, and Well, here's what happened. Which was, I was, well, <laughs> this is the story that I was like, or what? Singlets just, and what? I just did that on the fly. I said comedy and bitches or singlets and snitches. Stitches. 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 Put that on a shirt. Yeah. So, uh, well, what happened was after here, wear, it, wear it out. Uh, put it on your robe. And well, here's here's <laughs> a, here's <laughs> the your first big here's the, here's the here's the quick rundown of how I became a comic was 
when I was wrestling, I was like having to stay in every Thursday uh, for yeah. because because weigh-ins were Friday. Yes. And so there was a there was actually a school show on BTV Bingham Television where they had to have like you can call in and people tried to have like real things stories like you know that there was a, a riot on campus or something or you know oh, so I would call in and be like you know this is they would try to have these real conversations they'd be like I agree and so does Devane who Devane in my dick and then oh, hang up the phone this is this is this is my th- Simpson, this is my Thursday night and like I'd be like you know who I-, <laughs> I can totally see you just like waiting by your phone you're like um, any 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 minute now. Well, me and like four Any kids on campus. We, we would go back and forth, me and the same four <laughs> kids on, on campus. So then when I when I stopped wrestling, I had all this energy. I, I could eat. I, I, was, I gained 15, 20 pounds immediately. And I was like, man, I got to do something with my life. Otherwise, I'm a complete loser because that was like the mantra of my boarding school. You have to go for your best. So I'm like, why don't I get my own TV show there? So I go down there. I pretend to learn the equipment. And they give me a show for three hours called Deez Nuts that I was the host of. And I had me and like four kids on the wrestling team. And we had like a Budweiser model and a, and a guy playing the guitar. And it was people were calling in. They were pranking me. It wasn't as fun, actually. <laughs> People were like, are you Vanilla Ice or Corey Haim? Or, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had big cauliflower ear, and they shaved my head because that was part of the initiation for wrestling, so I had no hair. And uh, so it was uh, – people were making fun of me, but I was going back. But I was 17 years old. I, didn't, I wasn't like a, you know, a seasoned comic at this point. I'd be like, just blow me or whatever. So, yeah. uh, so then this girl calls up, and she's like, hey, you know, everyone's going to talk shit about me. They can go right ahead, yada, yada, yada. So then the whole school starts calling it about this girl because she hooked up with this girl, and this, this guy in the soccer team, and he's like, I, I went over your place, and you didn't let me touch your tits. So they start going back and forth, right? Yeah. And, and it's live. So that, now the all whole – All I wanted to do was touch your titties. Now the whole school is tuned in, right? All, all the people that lived on campus, which were the freshmen and sophomores. So then she comes down to defend herself on the air while during the show – Sits in front of the camera and she's like, she's like, you know what? This guy can go fuck himself. He's a fat ass and a loser. I- I'm laughing. Me and my right. friends, I'm happy that, not, that people aren't making fun of me anymore at this yeah. point. And I'm laughing with my friends. But then she goes back to her dorm and people start throwing water balloons at her and chanting her name. I guess this girl was universally hated. And then the kid she was making fun of, he came on drunk and he was like, this is the S. So anyway – Lo and behold, they canceled all the shows after that. <laughs> she, she sued the school for, for $20 million. She, oh, my. She, she this sued, is the story. Yeah, she sued, me, story. she sued me for $20 million and sued, the, and sued the other guy for $20 million. It went to the Supreme Court of Brooklyn. They actually had to, <laughs> they had to actually watch the show, which is the funniest part. My, I, I come home. My dad's like, I sent you to school for two months. You come home with a $20 million fucking lawsuit. <laughs> Can't you just go to class like everyone else? What the fuck, right? So, Skip class and smoke weed like all the other kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So, so but, but then when the verdict came and he, but that was dying laughing because they like I was being sued for negligence, right? And uh, so, so then uh, you were seventeen. I was seventeen years old for twenty million dollars. Twenty million dollars. Well, I was covered by the school insurance, but after that, I'm like, this You're worth twenty dollars. I was having the most fun ever. I'm like, I gotta become a comedian. Get back. Oh, I want to have a talk show. That was I, people get paid for that. Yeah. So that, that then I was hooked. But then the whole school, half school, wanted to beat me up because Why? I was the kid from D nuts who had challenged because people were like fuck you I'm like well fuck you I'll kick your ass I'm on the wrestling team you know so yeah. so I was worried so I joined a fraternity right immediately to get friends get some backup yes yeah, so, yeah, I, got, yeah. so I got and then I joined this 
SAE, which is in the news right now. Oh, boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Way to go. For what? What are they in the news for? We're like hazing. But that was not my fraternity. No, 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 no. Actually, sexual assault no, 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 for being No, not for being racist. For being, for being racist, racist and made, sexual assault. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I'm that like, was... That's, let me just tell you that. That's not any better. <laughs> well, I, I hated the fraternity anyway, but I, I, but I needed friends quickly. Yeah. I, I, but I was the worst pledge. They'd be like, name three brothers from, from New York. I'm like, uh, Steve, the homeless guy. I, I was just make-up people. Yeah. I was the worst pledge ever. I almost got blackballed three times. I mean, this whole thing is stupid. But then, in order to miss practice, I actually joined the black dance team, which I talked about earlier. And then I actually won the, the most dedicated member of the black dance team because <laughs> I, I got to miss pledging to be on the dance team. So, uh, so that was that. So anyway, that's the whole story I was, I was promising on telling. So, speaking of, this is a fighting podcast. That was podcast. a pretty good story. That was not bad, that was right? A pretty good story. Yeah, I should, I should, I should, I should go on Ari's show and tell that story. <laughs> um, now, Bellator over the weekend, Joe Warren. Uh, I heard he he got caught in a knee bar. Second round, right? Second, uh, first first round, right? Was it second the first round? or the second round? He was he was uh, he was doing pretty well. He was actually winning the fight. I thought uh, it was a pretty close fight. He, second round, he got caught in a rolling knee bar, and. And he screamed real like ah, and then it stopped it. John McCarthy stopped it, which is a good stoppage, I guess. A verbal, if you scream, yeah. it stops the fight, even though he didn't tap. I he, think it's submission he, by being a bitch. No, 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 it's not being a bitch. I'm if, just kidding. If you've I'm ever been, no, no the, <laughs> if you've ever been in one of these knee bars, yeah. you'd be you would scream. Please, I, I'm a bitch driving down the street. <laughs> I don't need to be in a knee bar for someone to bitch me out. I felt bad for Joe Warren. It was a good stoppage. Did his is his knee fucked up? No, his knee is not fucked up. He saved his gut. Uh, McCarthy saved his knee. Uh, the scream saved his the name. The scream saved his name. The best fight ever. One of the best fights I've seen in a long time. This guy, Takoro. He, he, uh, this guy's been around for a long time. You know who he is, right, Evan? Takoro. He, he's, like, he's fought Hoist Gracie. Uh, I guess he's, this guy's been a, like, his like thir- record is like 32 and 27 or something because I was looking up his fights. He's been around for a long time. He fought L.C. Davis in one of the best fights of the year, uh, which just shows to show you that, you know, it's not always, uh, you know, Matt Brown, Johnny Hendricks, which, which didn't actually turn out to be a bust. It's going to be – sometimes you get these, these young, hungry guys – or not young, but hungry guys. World Series of Fighting Fights, Justin Gaethje versus Louis Palomino, another amazing fight. This kid, Justin Gaethje, he's 155-pounder. He's undefeated. He legitimately should be in the UFC. He is an exciting fighter. He goes straight forward. And, uh, he goes for the win. He goes, he goes for the win. He gets tagged too much. <laughs> so far, it, it has not hurt him. He's won all his fights. But did Lewis, he lose to Melvin Guillard? Didn't he drop a split decision to Guillard, or did he win that? Uh, he's, right now, it says he's undefeated. Uh, I guess he won it then. Uh, <laughs> but he's an exciting fighter. Uh, exciting fighter. And uh, th- that was one of the... If you, if you get a chance to watch... He, in the, at the end of the round, end of the first round, he does a flying cartwheel kick that... Was one of the the craziest uh, here. I'll actually bring it up because, because I've never seen this happen before. You guys are gonna love this. Uh, it was like more of a front flip than a rolling thunder. What, what, what did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. It was pretty amazing, it right? Was dope. <laughs> it, it was dope. He didn't really His land finish it. Was awesome too. Yeah, yeah. This kid, Justin Gate. Uh, uh, this kid's good. We got to get next week. We have uh, what's on the podcast, right? Georgia Kirkconian. Georgia yeah. Kirkconian, who's also lighting the world on fire right now. He's got the title fight in June, I think, against uh, the one forty five pound champion belt. And he just beat Bubba Jenkins, yeah. who's uh, who's, who's, who's no joke. So uh, yeah, these uh, 
You know, the World Series of Fighting, it just shows you. I mean, look, Anthony Johnson was in the World Series of Fighting yeah. six months ago or not a year ago, and now he's fighting for the title against John Jones, and yeah. he might win. You know, Arlovsky was in, he might win. Anthony Johnson's got, I think, a legitimate shot of winning. Cause he's Anthony Johnson to me is one of those guys that you see him, you look at him, you're like, this guy's going to be fantastic. And then he manages to find some way to get knocked the fuck out. When has he got knocked Did the fuck out get- ever? Never. He never got knocked but the fuck out. But he's lost a few fights. I mean, he I'm lost like, fights at 170 because he, he was cutting 27 pounds. Yeah, he was, okay. But well, since, I, I was always like, there's no way this guy get beat. I mean, he just looks physically dominant. Since going up to beat. 205, he's been unstoppable. And, okay. he, and he just knocked out Gustafson in one round, which nobody's ever done. And yeah. you look at what Gustafson did to John Jones, you could argue that he won the fight. A lot of people do think he won the fight. Yeah, uh, no, do you think I, this happens a lot where guys fight too, like, too much under their own weight? Oh, Absolutely. Uh, especially with it's a, lot, a lot of it's discipline. It's not necessarily that they're too heavy. It's the way they're getting down there. It's that they're waiting. They're waiting the week before to cut thirty pounds. Right. You know, if they would and then do they're weak. You think they're they're just weakened when they get in the yeah. Room. Like a guy like uh, Kelvin Gastelum, mm-hmm. I think should be a fifty-five pounder and could probably easily do it. He can and, he, and at one seventy. But he's a guy that goes out and he has that wrestler's mentality of like I'll just binge cut. And then they go, they, and they just, the older they get, the harder it gets. Sa- same with. When I use the term binge cut, it usually involves cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not surprising. Uh, I'll tell you though, Tiago. I'm not a fighter, I'm a comedian. Uh, Tiago Silva lost to Teddy Holder. So Teddy Holder was supposed to fight, um, uh, what's his name? Yeah, he's supposed to fight someone else. Uh, I forgot the kid's name. He tried out for the Ultimate Fighter, he lost uh, to get into the house. He's uh, the American top team. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Jake Hewn. Jake Hewn. He was supposed to fight. And uh, actually, Teddy Holder w- uh, uh, and Tiago Silva was supposed to fight Matt Hamill. Matt Hamill went to IHOP and got sick that morning. So had to get food poisoning. Ugh. Had to go to the hospital. So Teddy Holder. That's got to be disappointing as hell, too. I mean, here you are. You're training. You get it. And you, <laughs> you go to IHOP. That's you're the like, word. You know what? I made weight. I'm going to enjoy a nice... Pancake breakfast. <laughs> that, that's the word, right? So that, that's, you get food poisoning. That, that's what Why I heard. Why would about. you say where you went? I would have been like, I went to this diner and I got some bad food. According to Vinny Magali, but Vinny, Vinny might be kidding. You never know. But, but supposedly he went, he went to IHOP and got sick. So this guy, Teddy, Teddy Holder, comes up. The guy's got 300 Twitter followers. I mean, he's not exactly – he goes up. He fights Tiago Silva, who at one point was – One of the best in the world. And then UFC, who then got uh, cut after uh, – uh, getting into a police standoff, uh, w- which I guess the charges got dropped, and uh, so now the U- what's the fighting cut him, and he knocks out Tiago Silva in one round. Uh, what happened was Tiago hurt him, and like they used to say in boxing, a wounded animal is when it's most dangerous. Yeah. You like don't just charge in on a guy. Tiago Silva's like, who's this guy? I never heard of him. I got him hurt. Comes in, keeps his hand low, gets clipped. Fight's over. Yep. Uh, and then Tiago Silva's ex-wife, who I guess he was in the thing, tweets out, uh, tweets out she's very happy he lost, which is always like... Oh, that's, oh, <laughs> that is oh, what's up. <laughs> insult to injury. Yeah, can you imagine... Put a salt on the wound. Oh, man. Can you imagine that? Like, right? right? I mean, so... Cold-hearted. Cold-blooded. <laughs> yeah, that's... I mean, that, first of all, that that's not a... You know, talk about kicking a guy when he's down, but whatever, I guess. Who, who, who probably coming to a picture of her with okay, some so other Okay, so here's the flip I'm showing you guys, just so you know, because I want you guys to see this. All right, so this fight's like a war. It's becoming like Rocky. The first round, Justin Gaethje against Palomino, We're right? They're swinging away, too. They're swinging away. There's 10 seconds left. 
in the round. And you got to see this this thing he does. So it's, it's pretty amazing. I just want you to. Oh no! Wait, what happened? What was that? What was that? Uh, I think that was, that was that was the second round. Sorry. Okay. Oh, right here. Uh, Twenty seconds. Boom! Right here. Where is this? Oh, right here. What? What is this? What? No. What? What? What is this? He says heads down. <laughs> what was that, Marina? What was that? You're, you're the fight expert. Well, I, that was like a improvisation. One single-legged, oh, like flip kick. I have no fucking idea what the fuck that was. It's pretty cool though, right? It was. It was like a yeah. It was yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that was really weird. Yeah, I've that never seen weird. that before. But... They were just swinging for it. The one mistake fighters. Uh, no. Say it. No. What? No, like when you sit, when you stand in the pocket and you're just throwing haymakers constantly, the one mistake you can make is just like not move your head while you're doing that. You know what I mean? Your hands start to get lower. So when you're swinging and you, your head is just right there, like with everyone, you should be at least rolling or ducking or you're doing yeah. something. That that When there's two fighters that stand there and just go, da-da-da, just stand in front of each other, it, it's bound to happen. Somebody's going to fall. Yeah, that, but that. like it's just it's it's cool because it's like whose will is greater in that moment, you know, like whose punch is going to connect first, blah blah blah. But it's just not smart. Not it's smart not smart fighting, that. and that's what I mean by Justin Gaethje. Not like I think he takes more punishment than he probably needs. Oh, to. and if I if I get another uh, <laughs> another few emails after that last comment I made about how I have. Too much of an opinion on fighting. Oh, that girl emailed me too, by the way. She can fucking so suck So there's a dick. some girl that went off on me saying how Marina's moving, ruining the podcast, how this and that. She doesn't know what she's talking about, yada, yada, yada. And then she writes back, oh, by the way, I hate you too. You have a five head. Uh, and then I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, I was like, what the hell? Like, leave me alone. So look. Uh, first of all, I love having Marie on the podcast. Okay, she does drive me crazy sometimes, but that's, that's I think that's it's a good kind of crazy, I, I think, in a way. All right, so but uh, but I, <laughs> but I you know I Marina's Marina's part of the family, part of the podcast, a roasted family. She's not going anywhere. And second of all, don't let this fucking twelve thousand podcasts to listen to. If you don't want to listen to ours, don't listen to it. I mean, yeah. obviously yeah. we want people to, people we want everyone to listen to our podcast. <laughs> but if if somebody if you hate if you feel the need to hit me up on Facebook and write these horrible things, it's like. What do you want me to do about that? Yeah, but then be anonymous. Stop being a little bitch. Yeah. Like, leave your profile up. Like, why you got to go and then block me? Send me a message and then block me. I think it's a guy. And then what happened was that's a dude made a fake Facebook as a chick. So people would probably add him. You know what? And then actually, you know, that's probably what happened. It's really fucking sad. It is sad. It's and it, sad. It's sad. I, I, I almost envy the days when there was no social media. I, I totally do. This idea that anyone could just reach out to you with their opinion <laughs> and just be like, no, you're an asshole, blah, blah, blah. It's like, who are you? What and they, are you and they like, pile on. They, they, they also pile on. I mean, yeah. for example, Greg Wilson was accused a mania. He, Greg Wilson probably would have won uh, uh, America's Got Talent, but this comic flipped out on him while you were on stage yeah. and, and accused you of taking his joke. The warm-up like, guy. The war- now, I know Greg. I know the other guy. Greg, Greg is a lot of things. He's not a joke stealer, okay? Uh, there's a, there's so, like a technical term for that in comedy. Yeah, it's a, a thief. It's a joke, it's, thief, it's a joke yeah. thief. He's not a joke thief. And, I, and, I, and I'll say that. I'll, I'll take that, okay? So this guy ruined his chances. But of course, when that happens, th- these 
social media, these comics, these guys who call have themselves. have nothing to do with it, don't know the situation. They start piling, them yeah. up, piling on them, and then all of a sudden you Google your name and it comes up as Joke Thief, yeah. and, and then there's nothing you can do. It, it's, it's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, and I took a polygraph test and proved that I'd never seen the guy. So... And it's like, but, but you might have been just, you might have been drunk and actually seen him and not known. But but uh, no, <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. But 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 yeah. But the point is, is that that it sucks. So it not it's not just fighters that deal with nonsense. It's it's comedians. Yeah. It's anybody that that people think they can do. Really, right? I mean, people are not heckling. Well, it used to be just if you had an opinion, you would tell your friends there, yeah. and they went as far as the living room, like that guy's a jerk off. I could do that, blah blah. But now they can actually reach out directly to you and, and leave their opinions and they, in your face, and it's people, with, no, with seemingly no consequence. And a lot and that's of times, the problem, a lot of times, it's this idea of no consequence. And a lot of times, yep. it's actually jobs people think they can do. Yeah. Uh, for example, like a pharmacist, great job. People aren't going on Twitter and heckling pharmacists going, <laughs> hey, just so you know. You uh, skipped out on one Adderall pill and I uh, know when I see you, bitch. Yeah. Hey, hey, you, you know, you suck at, uh, at, at Walgreens right now. <laughs> you know, you're a Look total, at you in your little lab coat. Look at you, you fucking you're your little total lab hack. rat. You're a hack Walgreens person. <laughs> yeah. But everyone thinks they're funny. Most people think they can fight uh, until they've actually fight before, you know, uh, fought before. People think they can, they can act. People think they can sing. Yeah. So then they, they go after those people, you know, and it's just uh, annoying sometimes. But at the same time, look, if you want to be in the public eye, you have to have a thick skin. Well, and that's what it is now. I mean, you, you got to understand, it's, it's never been a worse time to be famous. <laughs> Being famous used to meant you could get away with murder. Yes. Now it means you can't get away with shit. Shit. Every single thing you do is recorded and analyzed and criticized and broken down and retweeted and duplicated. So it's no fun anymore being famous. Being famous now is nah, a huge it's, it's fat still fun. No, well, no, it is, it's still there's fun. There's some fun to it, but there's a lot. The, but, the so downside to go to is WrestleMania. far more epic. So you get to go to WrestleMania. Yeah, but I also get to call out motherfuckers like this because everybody, all, all, of, my, all of my fans don't know that I... I get it bad. I get it bad. I'm the best. I'm best friends with the world champ. I get it the worst. I get it. You. That's not even the. That is not. Is that even really the, the worst though? Honestly, you think you no, get it worse? I, no, than, no. When it when it comes to like criticism, shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I get it really fucking bad. Have you, you guys have no about, idea. Like, just, but here's the thing. Here's the beauty of it is the fact that I have my own followers and I can post shit like that to make it real for people. Like I'm at a I'm at a point in my career where I can still be very much in the public eye and have uh, and have an opinion and st- stand by my opinion and I don't don't need the approval of anybody else. You know, I don't need to talk to anybody before I do certain shit. I can just go do it. Yeah, but but don't you but, but you don't but, need a but man. Aren't you, but, but aren't you? But aren't you? But aren't standing there saying it's okay? By baby. the way, by the way, Dana White now is back on Twitter. Uh, for a while, he like stopped. He, you know, before he was saying things like "you're an egg" to people that were, mm-hmm. or like, or like "fuck you, clown shoes" or something. <laughs> and, and then I don't know what I happened, love Dana. but he like took a time off. Uh, something maybe somebody he saw someone or whatever. But now he's back because the other day someone said, uh, "Dana White, you suck," and he said he wrote back, uh, "Hey, look, uh, you're you're a fat ass, nice One Direction haircut," and, <laughs> <laughs> which to me is like the fu- that's guy, awesome. The fact that like you would never see Roger Goodell do that, right, or, right, 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 or you know, David. Stern, but you would see Vince McMahon do it. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, 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 maybe you would, but but the fact that Dana's like probably worth I don't know 
X amount of money, head of a UFC, yeah. meeting meeting with all these people, and going and calling calling someone fat a fat kid with a One Direction haircut <laughs> <laughs> somehow makes me happy. It's all I don't know. It's also attack oriented. I mean, it's like no, yeah. you can't even make jokes anymore without you know that whole group now. Oh, yeah, because Twitter's a written statement. You're making a written statement. Like, no, ridiculous. Uh, uh, the the Bruce Jenner joke. Yeah, I thought it was a great joke. And he everybody, do... it, it, well, it, wait, you got hate for a Bruce Jenner joke? It no, was just uh, a not joke, you, uh, not you. Jamie Fox at, uh, at the iHeart Music, Music Awards said Bruce Jenner is going to do the guy and girls part of a duet of a duet. And then he That's goes, funny. he goes, I'm just busting your balls while you still have them, right? So, That's so funny. A good joke, yeah. funny joke. But now all of a sudden, like the transgender transgender community, you don't know what it's like. Nobody oh has God. a sense of humor. Nobody. No. Everybody enjoys the joke when it's not about that. I need to know who's got a sense of humor. If you've got a sense of humor and you can take that shit, tweet me. Pretty. pretty I mean, pretty she's soon. looking for love. The problem is, the problem is that you, if you if you adhere to that and go, okay, they're off limits. Then then you're gonna go. Well, fat people are off limits. Okay. Then uh, black people are off limits. Okay. And then Jews are off limits. And then pretty new. But there's only so many fucking jokes. Pretty soon there's just going to be one person you can make fun of in the whole world. But not even that. It's It's still going to be Kevin Federline. Exactly. (laughs) But you can only. (laughs) You can only. It's going to be the only guy that you can still make fun of. And he's going to be sitting somewhere being fat, being like, why still me? Why me? Uh, exactly. Oh Kevin. man, the loop around to Kevin Federline every time. <laughs> now speaking of, uh, and I'm not meaning to attack him. I'm just saying, like that, that's what I'm saying. Like we're reducing it to the one guy that can't it's defend so himself. Like, it's so exactly. dumb. It's so bad. Pretty soon, and here's the thing: it's like pretty soon, all we'll be able to do is make fun of space. Well, Kevin, and, and, and I guarantee you, you fucking uh, star, people, and then fucking people that are into astronomy are going to be like, "No, that's bullshit, man. You're, you're, you, can't, you can't go making fun of that quasar. You're a spacist. <laughs> yeah." <laughs> <laughs> you're a spacist. <laughs> I love that. That's you're being, your T-shirt. You're being space phobic. I'm a spacist. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of, uh, if you space have been attacked, or or, or or you're a fighter, or you train, make sure, guys, you go to our sponsor at ambraleroy.com. That's a m b r a l e r o y dot com. Check them out. Like and we wrap said, your shit up. hand wraps, gows. Tape. Why do you keep saying gauze? I think it's what is gauze. It? Gauze? gauze. Oh, gauze. Gauze. <laughs> gauze. Isn't that like a disease or something? I, I have gauze. Yeah, no, no, I, yeah, no, gout. I, oh, I have gout. I have <laughs> gauze. If you have, have gout. Gauze. It's you like have, you're from New England. Gauze. All right, <laughs> gauze. 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 Right, gauze? Make your car run like new. Put some gauze on it. <laughs> That gals will really help that sucker co hold together. It will. So okay, Amber Enjoy Leroy. Enjoy some Farm cookies. I'm telling you guys, gals. <laughs> AmberLeroy.com is where you want to go if if you need hand wraps, gauze, or tape. Okay, gauze, gauze or tape. Good job. Thank you. you. It, Thank brother. you. Now, speaking of a guy who might need some gauze, uh, we are going to talk to right now uh, Ryan Lafleur, who's coming off his first loss. Uh, to Damian Maya about two weeks ago, uh, he was nine and one, nine and zero going to that fight. It was a tough fight for him, uh, but he's he's a badass. He was uh, it was his fourth fight in the UFC. The guy's uh, the guy's a beast. I think he's gonna come back, and uh, you know he fought in Brazil. Well, Damian Maya ain't no joke. Damian Maya is no joke, and uh, yeah. So here we go. We are calling him right now on Skype. Is that does that work for you? Evan the Beard? So we always use. Okay, thanks. Okay, so we're going to call Ryan LaFlair right now. Love this guy. 
Uh, I don't know him, but uh, but you yeah. know he's got a great name. Um, yes. If he decides to make the second leave, act, do you want me to leave in like the middle? I don't want to like be that choppy. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can leave in the middle. Are you sure? Yeah, it's totally cool. Let's talk okay. to Ryan. Yeah, you want you want to work? Yeah, I'm I'm already late. Can so. I come and get some coffee? Yeah, you can come and get some coffee. All but right. I just don't want to be rude. You don't want to be rude. Hey, do you still get like two free pounds a week, or what is it a pound a free I pound? I'm gonna get some coffee. Boy, I'm down. Her coffee either. place in Venice is the shit. Yeah, I just hook it up because I I love good coffee, man. No, yes. no, no. No, no. So, so, I'm leaving early. It doesn't sound fair. It's not so we'll fair. So call, call Ryan LaFlair right now. Douche. <laughs> douche. <laughs> You're such a have, dude. We should have You're a, such a guy. No, look, look. Listen. Do you, I have, have, do you ever act sexy? Do you ever act fem- The only time I ever see you when you're feminine is when you wear those tight dresses and, the, and like the, the red lipstick. Ooh, I want to see that. I've oh, never seen oh that. Oh, my God. She, she, looks, she looks like she's down to... Right? <laughs> she's, DTF. She like she's down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's down. Yeah. She's down. Yeah. I'm telling she's down you. to lose that lipstick. <laughs> Are you down to lose that lipstick, really? <laughs> but you don't know what I'm talking about, right? You, you have a certain look. You come out. That's why she comes out like that, that Russian, like, you yeah. know, she's ready to. I have two older brothers. What was that I, supposed to mean? Well, I didn't really have that many, like, she's female. Tough, yeah. I didn't have any, like, I, I, my closest female friend growing up was my cousin, and mm. that was it. But as I was saying, we should have a douchebag jar. A douchebag jar? Yeah. So like whenever somebody makes a douchebag statement, you have to put money into the jar. <laughs> okay. All right. But I then, think we should do that. You're going to lose all your money. My money? <laughs> this guy's going to lose all your money. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. How's this work now? I don't We're not having a douchebag jar. But It's the, a jar the, that says douchebag jar on it. And every time you make a douchebag statement, you have to wait, put wait, money into the jar. Wait, but who determines? Guys, Ryan, can you hear us? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hi, oh. Ryan. Okay, What's we have on? we have Ryan LaFlair on. Ryan LaFlair is a badass fighter, ranked number 15th in the UFC, coming off a tough loss. Uh, Ryan? Yeah, I'm here. My son's baby. Oh. freaking out in the other room. Okay, my, sorry. My wife I just went to grab something to eat. Okay, I, I mentioned loss and your kids started crying. So, uh, yeah, exactly. Do, do we not want to talk about that? That's how we roll in this family. Oh, nice. Oh, there he is. Oh, oh. hey. Yeah, so we're here with me, Marina Shafir, and the Greg Wilson. What's happening, guys? What's hey, up? How, how are you, man? I'm all right. So could be better. It could be. I, 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 how are you? This is the first time you have ever lost in your pro career. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel right now. You, you're, you're a guy who, who's. I was looking you up, man. You, you've had a lot of winning in your life. You were a New York yeah. New York State champion, wrestling. Uh, no, I wasn't a state champion. I was. Uh, I was. An, I was an all county wrestler. Uh, I didn't win the states. I. Uh, I was a, a freestyle qualifier, but that's it. It says on, on your Wikipedia. It says New York State champion. Yeah, some people like to make up some, you know, boast me up a little bit, but not, not, I'd, li- I'd like it to be true, but it's not. I, won't kill I like how you're keeping it real. That happens a lot. That happens yeah. a lot with Wikipedia. It's, it isn't all perfect information on there. Yeah. So, but, but you had a lot of success. Now, I actually read, which I didn't even know, that uh, you got into a snowboarding accident in college, right? Yeah. You were wrestling in college, uh, snowboarding accident, and then you were, uh, you started, you, took, you played lacrosse. You had the yeah. most goals ever. At Farmingdale State University, right? What? Yeah, yeah by, by a good number, too. So, yeah, I mean, you, you're a super athlete, man. Yeah, that's what, you know, I play sports my whole life. It's something I like to How'd do. How'd you start fighting? Um, I don't know, man. I had an older brother, so I was always, you know, I was <laughs> fighting since I was a kid. So, uh, wow. You know, as soon as, uh, as soon as I found out people get paid for it, it was something I was interested in doing. Did you think about going pro, pro for lacrosse or no? I did. It was definitely something I thought about doing. I, uh, you know, I talked to a couple scouts after college, and uh, 
I had some connects. My cousin was, uh, my cousin was, you know, was like one of the best in the world. He was on the world team and everything. I had some connects to get uh, to try out for the Long Island Lizards, and then uh, I was doing jujitsu. I was doing some jujitsu tournaments, and uh, I'm like, let me try out a fight. You know, I you know, I took a fight on in a like an underground combat league. They like they like locked well, the I like the sound doors of that. And, <laughs> and let me fight, and I loved it. So uh, it was a wrap from there on out. Did they pay you in beer? Yeah, they paid me in beer. That's <laughs> so nice. I, I, had, I sold tickets, and the tickets were like, uh, they were like ripped out of a page. They weren't even real tickets. You know? <laughs> they were like ripped out they were of a loosely... book. Like, yeah, here's 100 tickets. I'm like, all right. I started writing my own tickets up. I'm like, here you go, guys. That's awesome. Literally, That's awesome. it was like in the streets of uh, of the Bronx or Queens, and they were like um, – and like once everybody was in the, was in the gym – they like took the you know those cage doors. They like put took the cage door and they like closed it and were like, all right, now that you're in, that's it, you're in. <laughs> that's that's it. The fights. No, and, and then you you uh, won that fight. I take it. Yeah, of course I won the fight. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. He's a winner. Of course, he's a yeah. winner. Uh, I'm I'm actually from Oceanside, so oh, nice. I'm a yeah, fellow Long Island guy. Uh, nice. Now you went to Nassau Community College, which every hot coked up tr- chick. <laughs> In Long Island goes to. Oh, uh, sounds like yeah. high kind of school. Yeah. Oh, you would have. All the rejects that can't get in the hostel, that's where they go. Yeah, the hottest. I mean, these girls oh go God. from like from like the nightclub yeah. to class. They still yeah. have glitter on their face. I love it. Yeah. I got to tell my college agent to get me, me put that there. Was, that was me going into work for like a long time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was. <laughs> it was really. You going from the Back club? Back in the day, yeah. Oh yeah. man, was, was that day oh, wow. Thursday? <laughs> No. Now, I mean, when you were a fighter back then, did you? I mean, I know you're married now. You're a family man, but were right. you just? I mean, was it Long Island puss? Was that? Was that all? Is that you? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I was, I was, I was a party animal. You know, That's, where do you think I got most of my skills? It was in the nightclub. You know. Yeah. You know, you, you grab. You know, you get in a little, a couple scuffles here and there, and you realize, wow, I'm pretty good at this. No one sees that left hand coming. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty cool. Now, now I gotta ask, man. Uh, so you're. You're you're undefeated, training right. training in Long Island MMA, and right. then you switch to the Black Zillions, which uh, to me raised a couple flags. I'm like, this guy's obviously very successful. Everything's right. working. Why did you why did you switch camps? No, I didn't. I never switched camps. I've been training with the Black Zillions for for a couple years. Oh, okay. This is my, this is my son. He's trying to get. In hey, hey, look at that handsome <laughs> devil! <laughs> wow, my little guy. You must have a hot wife. No, I've been training with the Black Zillions for the past like four years. I've been going, but I, I never was going down there and doing whole, my whole camps down there. I was doing like two weeks at a clip and then coming back. And uh, for this particular, uh, particular fight, you know, I was fighting Danny Maya, and there's a lot of good jiu-jitsu guys. Gilbert Burns was fighting on the same card as me. Um, I mean, you know, I, 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 I click really well with those guys. I, like I said, I've been training with them for the past four years, and uh, – you know, it made sense for me to do my camp there. I really didn't have anybody to train with here in Long Island. You know, Lauro, Marcos Gavao just won the, the Bellator belt. But he's 135 pounds. You know, I need people more my size. How come you haven't gone to, uh, like, uh, Sarah Longo? Uh, I, I train with Sarah Longo, guys. They're, they're good friends of mine. But, you know, again, it's like, you know, if, if it doesn't make sense, they're not going to, uh, you know, like, if they don't have a fight coming up, it's kind of like, you know, you know, it, it kind, it's kind of difficult. Down in Florida... It's like every Monday, you know, every day is uh, – my son just poured a whole glass of milk on the, on the day. Um, <laughs> you know, in the Black Zillions, it's like people are training every day. There's a, there's a scheduled practice, and, 
And, uh, you know, every night, everything's scheduled. Everything's pretty much written down here. It's kind of like you have to work around everybody else's schedule. It's like right. these guys, you know, if Keith Trimble, he's got lessons all day long. And it just made sense. And, oh, sorry, guys. It's okay. This is the first it time it's ever happened. I like it. Time, yeah. uh, you know, to go down there and, and do it. And I can't t- I'm not going to take anything away from my camp. I had a great camp. And I was, like, on fire the whole camp. It just And the fight, I kind of froze up a little bit. And things were... Uh, <laughs> didn't go smoothly. Well, I mean, look, it, you know, it was a fight that showed you had a ton of heart. I mean, he, anybody else, you, you're fighting a, a world, world top-rated jiu-jitsu guy who yeah. ha, who must have had you in that arm triangle five times and, yeah. and couldn't finish, which shows how tough you are. Uh, yeah. You didn't take much damage, it seemed like, but you got controlled a lot. Was his wrestling, was that something that you, you, you didn't account for? His wrestling, uh, you know, I, I was prepared for his wrestling. I, you know, I watched all of his fights, and a lot of a lot of his fights, he tries pushing you against the cage and and trying body lock stuff. So a lot of times, I was training for, uh, I was training for that, and he kind of threw me off guard for, by taking those open mat shots. And not that I wasn't prepared for that. I mean, I should have been prepared. There's no excuses, but uh, you know, he, he definitely threw me off by that, and. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I definitely wasn't myself in the fight because no one takes me down, man. I freaking spar two, three times a week, and I'm sparring with you know high-level wrestlers, and no one's taking me down. And then out of nowhere, like he shot in and took me down, and then I just felt like I was playing catch-up the whole time. And, yeah. Does uh, it didn't work did, out. did the Brazilian crowd that factor in? Uh, nah, nah. I'm, my ADD. I have such bad ADD. Like I, you know, I can't even pay attention to that much stuff at once. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, man. I mean. The good news is like you got you got you got a loss, but you got five rounds in, and 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 you really didn't get hurt, you know. Yeah, no. Nah. So that's that's, well, that's got to be kind of kind of uplifting a little bit. Like, okay, you lost a fight, but you didn't you didn't get knocked out. You you didn't, you didn't get really hurt in that fifth round. I feel like you 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 he, you could have won that fight in that fifth. He was yeah. he was actually like you know you, you you were standing up. He was tired, and <laughs> I, and I felt like. You jumped into his guard, and I'm like, no, no, keep it standing. Jump into it. He pulled guard, and I was like, oh, no, I'm like, God, get it. And everybody's like, get back up. I'm like, all right, I'm trying to get back up. <laughs> <laughs> it's always easier from the outside. No, because because I'm like, he, you're down four rounds to nothing. You got to yeah. knock him out. I know. Just dominating isn't going to win the, win you the fight. I know. Uh, maybe it's a moral victory, but no, I know he was trying to hold on to me, and I was trying to get the. I mean, I even had him in side control. I'm like, all right, if I have him in side control, perfect opportunity, stand back up. Yeah, man. But dude, yeah, I, no, I mean, I'll replay that in my head a million times, and I, I honestly do think I'm going to get stronger from this fight. And you know, I, the the one thing I'm pissed that I did with the fight is, uh, you know, I, I planned on him getting tired. You know, I was like, all right, well, everybody said, you know, he's going to gas out after the first round. Watch the Roy McDonald fight. And, like, the first round of my fight with him is pretty similar to the Royal McDonald fight, you know? Like, he kind of, you know, he took him down and held him on top. And in the second round, he was, you know, he was, like, dog shit. And uh, with my fight, it was like he came out in the second round stronger than he came out in the first round. I'm wow. like, all right, well, I gave him the first two rounds. Next round, I got this. Uh, well, I went into the third round. I, you know, he pulled guard. I got back up. And then he went for that leg lock. And I freaking, I gave up the third round. And I'm like, fuck, I lost three rounds, down three rounds now. Now I start panicking, you know. And then the fourth round, I don't even remember what happened. I just think the third round was my round to, to turn it around. And I think, you know, I was beating him up. I, I stuffed a couple of his takedowns. I, you know, he, he pulled guard. I was on top of him. And then I gave up position. And then, uh, you know, the fourth round, I got a little desperate. And he got me down. And the fifth round, you know, my, my coach was just like, come on. You got to finish this guy. I'm like, I know. <laughs> 
Well, where yes, do, uh, I mean, if I had any advice, obviously I'm not a fighter. I'm, I'm a comedian. Right. Uh, I, I, I know that, like, personally, I learn more from f- sets that I bomb than when right, I kill. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. uh, no, that's true. That's true. And, and, uh, but my only fighting advice would be a guy, a Brazilian guy fighting in Brazil it's probably not going to gas out when you have 50,000 people cheering for you. Right, right. You got to factor yeah, in right. that like, yeah, yeah that you know, that, know, that's the only no, thing. I, yeah, but, it, was my, it was my own fault, man. I was playing. I, I, I was playing too conservative. If you watch any of my previous fights, I'm never I'm constantly moving. I'm constantly doing stuff. And, I'm, you know, the fact that it was five rounds, like I was prepared for five rounds, but I was kind of just like, all right, like don't use too much of my energy because I want to be able, I want to be the one with more energy, you know, come the later rounds. He's going right. to get tired. And that's not that's never been my approach, and I don't know why that was my approach to this fight. I kind of, you know, that's the only thing I'm, you know, I regret. Well, you're, you know? a, I mean, look, normally you're you're like a bully in, in the fight, and uh, right, yeah, yeah. And uh, but the thing is, is look, you got you got one loss to a, a, a top level guy, a guy who right. everyone looks ugly against, Damian right. Maya. I, I, right. I, I, I go, why is he the main event? Has he ever had an exciting fight ever? No, yeah, yeah, but. I mean, uh, Look, man, I'm, it, it, shit happens. You know, yeah, you're young. I'm not dwelling over. Hello, what happened? We, nope. lo- we lost him. We may have lost connection for a minute. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. Oh, it's okay. I mean, look, uh, I mean, wait. it happens, man. You got, you got, you know, you're, you got to right. dust yourself up. But we do right. got to get you more popular, man. Right? Yeah, I know, right? I got, you know, <laughs> there's nothing I can do. I, 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 the social media thing is not my thing. I, don't, you know, I see people who are all over social media. I'm like, man, man, this guy doesn't take a break. He's like all over himself. Uh, boy, I'm with you on that. You know, we got the same thing in comedy. Where it's like some guys are just on it all day, and I'm like, I don't, I don't need to share every thought in my head. With yeah, <laughs> literally. I'm like, man, people who do that. I'm like, man, like, do you have anything else going on in your life? It's yeah. Like, even though I'm the knucklehead looking at it every 20 minutes, like, oh, I guess, you know, it looks like uh, <laughs> it looks pretty good. <laughs> so, um, so, I mean, so how, so how, so what, yeah. I mean, so take us, so you, you're, you're, you're flying home from Brazil. Are, are you just right. bummed? Are you just like depressed? Or are you just like, yeah, well, I mean, I'm not making any excuses for the fight because I got taken down, but my hand, I, my hand is completely busted up. I, uh, I busted it up like three weeks before the fight and I was just kind of like trying to tough it out. I didn't. I didn't throw any jabs or anything. You broke like your hand before the fight. Yeah, Wait, is that I, your hand right broken. now? I, I tore I tore a, a tendon in my in my um, the flexor tendon in my wrist, and then I busted some uh, like I, I don't I don't know what exactly it is. I, like a couple of the ligaments. I, I've had surgery there, so I think I retore the ligaments in my wrist, and I have just have no strength, and you know it's all swollen. If you can see, it's oh, like all geez. swollen. <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Oh. It's, it's all beat up. And the first punch I freaking threw in the fight, it it, it, it just opened right up. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. And, you know, adrenaline was going. I didn't feel it then. But right after the fight, like, I couldn't even get my glove off. I couldn't even take my shorts off to jump in the shower. Uh. And uh, it sucked. I couldn't, you know. And after the fight, I, you know, my hand was so swollen. I was just freaking pissed. You know, I explained, you know, I planned on, you know, living living the Brazilian life for a couple of days before I got to come back <laughs> to reality. And I just pretty much stayed in my hotel room until my flight came. Uh, <laughs> are you are you uh, married? Yeah, I'm married did, with uh, two kids. Did like your wife make you feel better at all? Did she make you food? Yeah, and yeah of course. She makes me feel better. I, you know, I love my wife. Uh, she was at at the fight. You know, she doesn't get to go to many of them because I have two kids and I'm. They have me flying all over the whole country. I got, I'm in Abu Dhabi, Sweden, Brazil. So uh, you know, because I was the main event, she made it a point you know, to make sure she came to this one. That's nice. nice. But, that's so nice. I can blame her for the loss. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed like a nice guy, man. I, I, you know, you, you're going to rebound from it. I mean, you're a guy. Now, yeah. what what happened in the snowboarding accident? 
Uh, I wish I remembered. I was, you know, I was out the night before all night and we were like, you know, we decided to go snowboarding like that night. Uh, we went the next morning. I was going, I, I was like a, you know, like a, a, a good snowboard. I had a season pass. I used to go snowboarding like every weekend and, uh, I blacked out. I forget what happened, but, uh, I ruptured my spleens. I, uh, oh, man. I, I cracked, I cracked a bunch of my ribs, which are still broken. They're still floating around in there somewhere. Uh, you know, concussion, punctured lung, all, the whole nine yards. Ah. Uh. Yeah, it was not wow. a move. You took a, <laughs> so how long were you in the hospital for? You took a worse beating on the slope. Yeah, I'm, I'm, used to getting, I'm used to getting my ass kicked. Uh, I was in the hospital for like five days. Five days in the hospital. Damn. So you came back. So that was the end of your college wrestling career? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I you know, I shouldn't have gone snowboarding during wrestling season, so I was like embarrassed. Uh, yeah. You know, I had the starting position over there. and uh, Did your coach want to kill you? Yeah, yeah, I was like so. I was like humiliated that I, you know, that I did it, and I, and I, I felt horrible telling them that I, uh, that I did it, and then, uh, and then I ended up leaving, transferring, you know, because no, if I couldn't wrestle, it was my second year at school, I couldn't wrestle anymore, so I, uh, so I ended up going to uh, transferring to uh, Farmingdale State, which is another local school in uh, Long Island, and uh, I, you know, I'm like, hey, let's play some lacrosse. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> be the number yeah. one scorer in that. Yeah. yeah. In the history of the I, I, I probably school. like lacrosse better than wrestling. You know, it's a lot more fun. You know, yeah. wrestling was like, ugh, like you got to cut weight and you got to like touch other guys. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's something I like because I was good at it. But lacrosse is actually something like if someone right now was like, hey, you want to play lacrosse? I'm like, yeah. Someone was like, hey, you want to wrestle? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good point. How man. much? Yeah. No, that's such a good point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, well, you, you, know, you you come back from a lot, man. You come back right, from a lot. Yeah. You're going to come back from this. Who do, who, do you, who do you want to fight next? You calling anybody out? I mean, I, that didn't work out for me too well last time I called someone out, so maybe I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it to them. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I still believe I could be one of the best in the world. Um, I still believe I could beat anybody. I think if I fought Damian Maia again tomorrow, even with a busted hand, I think I, you know, I could beat him. I don't think that uh, – I don't think he did anything to me that fight besides being able to get me down, but, you know – I have better takedown defense than that, so I think I could beat him, and I think I could beat anybody. You know, pretty much anybody. So you could beat not me. Not to sound like a total cocky <laughs> asshole, but uh, you know, I have to be. You know, yeah, fighter. exactly. You I, have to I, believe I'm, that. I'm, well, I think. Fighter. Well, I think 170 is the is the toughest weight class right now out there. Yeah, I agree. You know, um, you got monsters between you know Ellenberger and Hendricks, and yeah, those uh, guys are tough. You know, man, uh, Matt listen, Brown I, and Lawler. I'm not taking anything away from anybody. Like obviously, I just lost to Damian Maya, who's not even like a, you know, he's dangerous submission wise, but he's not dangerous like uh, like those guys are. But you know, every, you know, Styles makes fights, and I think that my style matches up with anybody in there. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think so too. Uh, and you have a very uh, cute son, by the way. Just so you know. Yeah, thanks. I, yeah, I like him too. I got him naked, running around in just a diaper. And as soon as my wife leaves, I'm like, get those clothes off and do whatever you want. Wait, so the wife's at work right now? Uh, no, she just took my daughter out of the house, uh, just to get out of the house for a little bit. She's been in the house all day. We're not used to this New York weather. It's so cold and muggy. Yeah. And we've been down in Florida the past eight weeks. It's, all right. You walk outside, you go to the beach and there's stuff to do. So she's going crazy inside the house here. Nice, nice, nice. How, how, how good is, uh, uh, who are some of the guys that, uh, the, the Black Zillions that we should, we should watch out for? Uh, Dorino, you know, obviously he fought on the same night. Gilbert Burns, he's nasty. Uh, Michael Johnson, Anthony Johnson, Vitor, you know, these guys, you know, 
It's just an ongoing list of people who are just badass. Now, Vitor Weidman, are you kind of torn now? Because you're yeah, I'm lo- very torn. I, you know, I really, I like Chris a lot. Chris is on my wrestling team. The, the year I hurt my, uh, I hurt myself at uh, <laughs> Oh, really? Uh, Chris is a good friend of mine, man. I, I, I always root for him, and I, I'm not rooting against him with, with, with Vitor. You know, I, I still, you know, I still, I, I love Chris, man. He's, uh, it, 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 but I, you know, Vitor's my teammate. He's helped me a lot with this fight. He, you know, we, we trained a lot, and so it's, it's definitely a. Definitely. Uh, so who who, 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 do you, who who do you think wins the fight? I don't know. Don't ah, ask. You knew it. You knew he, was, he wasn't gonna bite on that one. When people, you know, people ask me that all the time. They're like, you know, hey, let's do some predictions. I'm like, just don't ask me the Weidman Vitor fight. I yeah. Don't, I don't feel like. And because the first next thing that happens, you know, they're gonna it's gonna be oh the flares. The flair thinks that Weidman's gonna you know or, or right. Vitor's gonna do of course, whatever. Of course, of course. And I don't know, man. I think I think Whiteman wins, uh, I, but but that's because he's been on the podcast. So it, it's it's tough, man, because Vitor, you know, Vitor, but people don't realize he, the guy's a real professional. He, uh, you know, his footwork is, is is insanely good. Like it's really hard to put him in a bad position. Like you can't really put too much pressure on him because he knows what to do. He's extremely fast. He's not a slouch on the ground. He, you know, has he lost you know, any of his power Weidman. since? Uh, you know? No, no. I mean, I don't know. I'm a 170 pounder, but he freaking hits hard as hell. <laughs> he, uh, no, I don't think he lost any of power. You know, but also Chris Weidman is also he's got really long reach. He's super athletic. He's got you know some of the best wrestling in uh, mixed martial arts. You know, it's a really good fight, man. So Anthony Johnson, John Jones, you're, you're obviously AJ's training partner. Do you think Johnson? Oh, AJ, 100. percent Really? Yeah. Not, like knocks him out? Yeah. First round. I am. I mean, I'm, I don't got a crystal ball, but yeah, I do think he knocks him out. Hmm. I'm telling you, I, Anthony Johnson is a freak. He's resurgent, that's for sure. Resurgent. No, but you know what it is with him, man. He, he, he I mean, the first time I, I met him, you know, this is probably three or four years ago. He was still trying to fight at 185, uh, and he, uh, I'm like, how the hell am I going to beat this guy? He's bigger than me. He's faster than me. He's more athletic than me. Like. You know, a lot of times you go against the bigger guys. Like, yeah, I'm a little faster than them, or I got like a little bit more of this, or, you know, no, nah, man, this guy is like so elusive. He, he's he moves like a seventy pounder, but he's but he hits like a heavyweight and walks around as a light heavyweight. The guy's got it all, you yeah. know. And he's got wrestling, and and he's got you know, he's got it all. I feel like he's also not going to be intimidated at all. No, nah, he's not intimidated. He's, you know, he's not worried about anybody. You know. Yeah, he's worried about white chicks. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who isn't? <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, I, that's the thing about Johnson is that he might be probably the only guy as athletic as John Jones. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I he, mean, different, totally different body type. Types, yeah, but Anthony Johnson moves like a seventy pounder. He, he's super athletic, and he's I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say. And he and he's focused. You know, he's not. You know, he's not just hey, listen, I'm the number one contender. You know, I'm going to take a couple months off and enjoy it. Like, nah, man. He was, like, right back in the gym working at, you know, maybe who, a week Who gets the best fight. between uh, uh, Johnson and uh, Rashad in training? Uh, Rashad's been out, man. He, you know, he he, he, he busted his knee open, and then uh, mm. he came back, and he was tra- He looked great uh, before, you know, and then he busted his knee again. Uh, so. I love that guy. Yeah. He's such a good guy. Oh, he's a great guy. Rashad, he's, he's like the team captain. You know, when he's around, obviously, he's been, you know, his knee's been busted. But uh, he, he keeps everybody together, and you got such he, a great team. And Eddie Alvarez too. Yeah, Eddie Eddie's a beast too, man. He's he, him and him and Gilbert Durino Burns are uh, those are the guys who are like you know at practice twenty minutes before practice, and they're hanging out twenty and forty minutes after practice, and 
you know, Gilbert's like a, you know, one of the best jiu-jitsu guys in the world. And same, and same thing with Eddie. And they're, if you do something to them and, you know, jiu-jitsu wise in practice, they're going to, after practice, be like, Hey man, what was that you did? And like, dude, you're asking me, you're the jiu-jitsu guy. And like, <laughs> yeah, man, like they're very open-minded. They have no ego. It's, yeah, you know, we, we got a good thing going on down there. Yeah, no, it's great, man. And dude, keep your head up. I'm a, I'm a fan for life. Anything you need, Thanks, man. anytime you want to come on the show, Welcome. Any any anything you need, you you let us know. Yeah, if you need a babysitter. Yeah, we yeah, are. You guys uh, got my. You guys he, want to watch my son for a little bit. Yeah, we'll watch your son. <laughs> got boogers running down his nose. Oh, he, he's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if uh, if you know any of those hot Long Island uh, Nassau Community College girls, send them our way. Yeah, that's sure. that's the only thing we uh, we, we ask for. Yeah, so. I've been out of that, I've been out of that loop for the past uh, seven years or so. But, uh, <laughs> keep my eye open for All you guys. Right. Well, Ryan, thanks a lot. Now, where you can people find you on on Twitter? Um, Twitter. Ryan Arla, at Arla Flair. At Ryan underscore Laflair. No, it's just at R Laflair. Oh, at R Laflair. Okay. All right. Cool. And my uh, Instagram is uh, at Laflair MMA. Well, thank you for coming on the show and uh, keep your head up, dude. Thanks, guys. I right appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you fight again. Take Thanks, guys. Take care. That was Ryan Laflair. Nice guy. Nice guy. Yeah. And great name. I mean, that this is a guy that if he wanted his second act to be in, in the WWE, he doesn't have to change the Ryan name. Ryan LaFleur. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, he could go right into it with that name. There's so many guys like that, though, that are just so good. Definitely and, needs to change his nickname to The Nature Boy. The Nature Boy LaFleur? That's true. <laughs> you know who you are like sometimes? You're like uh, Jay and Silent Bob when, like, Silent Bob says one thing and it's like, <laughs> it's like the most brilliant thing. <laughs> and you're like, you talk? <laughs> But I totally agree. He needs to, he does need to change his nickname to the Nature Boy. It's true. That is true. Well, uh, I forgot to have Marina sign something. Uh, listen, that's our show <laughs> that's today. That's going to be a great part. That's the best part of the podcast is when you tell them, oh, I forgot to have Marina sign something. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, that's our show. Uh, next week we're going to have uh, – I know we have uh, – wow, we have what's the name coming on? Don Fry for the, the legendary stories. You know Don Fry, the mustache. You know Don Fry? No, I don't think so. Oh, dude, you got to research. Look up Don Fry. I'm going to. I'll look it up. It'll, it'll change your life. Uh, that's our podcast this week. Where am I at? I'm at Penguins in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Friday and Saturday. I'm probably going to go to Argonne, too. Uh, I'm, I think Henry Cejudo's uh, wrestling in Argonne this week in Iowa in Cedar Rapids. I'm probably going to go check that out. Uh, Penguins, Cedar Rapids. Tomorrow night, I'm in the San Manuel Casino with Shang. In Highland, oh, nice. in Highland, California. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I said nice. I meant ugh. <laughs> and where are you going to be? I'm going to be this weekend on Friday. I'll be at the uh, the Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Oh, nice. And then Saturday, if you're in Malibu, uh, I'll be doing the show at the Malibu and Vine. Nice. So What's that? It's this big winery, and they have this big outdoor show, and everybody drinks a bunch of wine. It's really a gorgeous – they get about 200, 300 people out there. It's this really nice, uh, cool event. That they and where do can people find you? Nice. They can find me uh, – yeah, you can go ahead and send all your complaints <laughs> and uh, tell me that I'm fat and I, I can't I, – I shouldn't be talking about nothing because I wouldn't last five seconds of the ring. All of it's true. So go ahead and attack me <laughs> at the Greg Wilson on Twitter, okay? That's where you attack me. Go ahead. Go <laughs> thank you, Fox Sports. Thank yeah, you, always Henzo. thanks to Fox Sports. Thank you, Henzo Gracie. Thank you, Ryan LaFleur. Thank you, Marina Shafir. Thank you, Evan the Beard. And I hope you guys have a great week.